0: Is so dangerous
1: about a character like Ferris Bueller is, he gives good kids bad ideas. Uh-huh. Last thing I need at this point in my career is 1,500 Ferris Bueller disciples running around these halls. He jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body.
2: Well, makes you look like an ass is what he does, Ed.
1: Thank you, Grace. I think you're wrong.
2: Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wastoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
0: I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Well, shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby.
1: Welcome, 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 and shake it up, baby, (laughs) to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam.
2: I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey,
1: and we are here today, not in some sort of Beatles, we haven't turned into the Beatles maniacs, like Stanley Goodspeed from (laughs) last week. We are instead here to talk about Ferris Bueller and his... uh, titular day off. day off yeah that would be the, the titular character would be the day he had off not yeah. ferris bueller himself <laughs> uh, so um really quite i mean it's been a busy week for us
3: Ooh,
1: as in like we've released a lot of stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was thinking busy in numbers No, it is busy in numbers <laughs> oh, we, we've, we've, we've had heard. our best week ever uh which oh, might line nice. up with the fact we've released a fair bit of stuff but we have other weeks we've released a fair bit of stuff yeah and we haven't done this so if anybody is out there and if you've listened to everything we've put out this week, if you put everything we've put out all the weeks. Hello, Debbie. If you put, <laughs> listen to, if it's your first time, it's a massive thank you yeah. for just hitting that download button and giving the old BFE gang a shot for pull, pulling us out of bed like the Cameron in your lives. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so, so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so let's talk all around the world, spread the word. Let's see where we've been heard. All around the world. Tell you where we charted today. I um, liked that. Thank you very much. Uh, we charted, we were top 100 in the United States this Woo! week. I do get a bit excited. We got top 100 That's in America. It, it yeah. is pretty good. Yes. Uh, we were top 60 here in the UK. Nice. Uh, we, we also charted in Canada, Canada. in Australia, in yeah. Spain, in Brazil, uh, Denmark, uh, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, India, Israel, Ukraine, Taiwan. Wow. We were number 47 in Singapore. We were number 37 in the Czech Republic. Number 43 in Pakistan. Number 37 in Switzerland. Number 23 in Finland. New market for us, Finland. Wow. A new market. My mind. New market, <laughs> I don't know anything. Fin- I know Timu Solani. So if you're out there in Finland, <laughs> I know Timu <Team> Solani, <laughs> the hockey player. Um, number 15 in Malaysia. And thanks for leaving the light on. Number four in Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. Isn't Mika Hakkinen Finnish? I think you're right. Yeah, I think he is Finnish yeah. and, not, and not Swedish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that would be my knowledge base of. Finland, yep. Mika Hakkinen, and Timu Salani. It's a uh-huh. fun name to say, Timu Salani. That is nice name. Um, promo stuff, stuff we've done over the last week. It feels that this should be a lot longer than a week. It's been a week. So, uh, The Rock. Yeah, uh yeah,
3: that was a great little fun uh, movie. We
1: yeah. had our, our our review of Mank, including it the is. interview with Sean prasad which we did an abridged version with Mank and the full version. And they've been very kind over there at Shipwrecked Comedy about giving us uh, all that stuff. And if you're listening today on release day, this is June fifteenth. They are making a big announcement over on their Twitter feed. Go ahead yeah. and see what they're talking about the, the announcement about their next project. They're drip feeding it out, but the big announcement is today. They're such lovely guys. They yeah, they yeah. so are. Sean was Sean was great gave Sean us a lot was, of his Sean time was Amazing, yeah bless him um, also uh, we have our first episode of Keeping It Low Key which Keep dropped as we record this today yep. today so that was good that was on both feeds uh, which means, hey, you know, talking to Mickey isn't fully dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, we're recording after this. We're going to do our real... no, not real roundtable, oh. my bad. We're doing the BFE mail call mail next call. up. Very excited about that. I can't wait to hear I yeah. Don't menu. really know how it's going to go. Yeah.
4: We, no idea. No idea. Interesting. We throw these things out there. I've seen the, the questions
1: somewhat, but then I just kind of forget about them. Ethan's mm-hmm. collating them. He'll be joining us for the mail call. Oh, uh, good old Ethan. And then, uh, uh, if you haven't already, check out Liam on... Uh, how Not to Summon a Podcast. Yeah, that was good fun. Uh, I've got, jeez, I've got some irons in the fire. I've got an episode with Carlo on Thief's Monthly Movie Loot, which should be out probably any day now any day i will definitely make sure and i've just signed up to do another one and we'll talk about that in the shout outs cool so here we go oh Um, oh, one last thing real round table we're recording that next week get your top five tom cruise films in i've only got one left to watch That i'm totally happy with the ones i've seen yeah yeah there's nothing else
4: (laughs) i'm never gonna get to that stage i'm afraid (laughs) there's nothing i
1: mean there are ones that i haven't seen but nothing that i'm dying to see and the one i want to see is very niche i was looking at his back catalog and i thought he'd done more Oh, he's not a fair bit. Well, yeah, but I thought he'd done more than I... No, as opposed to Nicole, who felt never stopped working, Tom takes... I think cause Tom, the types of movies that Tom Cruise does takes forever to promote. Oh, okay. And so you can't do one after the other, because he doesn't yeah. do small independent films, does he?
3: No, and he always has his fingers in every single bit of part. Exactly. Yeah. And if you
1: do independent films, you can, you're just an actor. So you go from one to the next to the next to the next. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if one hits, then maybe you do some press for it. Mm-hmm. So such is. Uh, so that's all the stuff we've got coming up over here at the BFE, or the Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> we just had a. Someone say Buffy buffet. Buffy, the the the, the best, vampire slayer, the crap film slayer. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some reflections. Who was in this film? And correct. Yes, she was. We'll talk about that. Yes, yeah, she was. Uh, let's talk about some reflections what? and corrections. Should we? We'll talk. Later. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, first off, let's talk about The Rock, directed by Michael Bay. Baby, bay, bay, bay. Uh, people were really uh, people really enjoyed that one. I really, enjoyed I really it. enjoyed that one. I had a lot of fun. We had a lot of. As we said, that. when Michael Bay's done right. It's a lot of fun to it. It is. Yeah, and it wasn't that we were making fun of it were much made fun of, but it wasn't like it wasn't like that ironics. It, like, if we did like, you know, Transformers 3, we'd be just yeah, you know, yeah. ripping on it for a different reason. Yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. People seem to really react to boys' nights. Boys Nights. Uh, but I gotta hit this button, sort of.
0: There's a mistake.
1: i have actually got a couple of these. Uh, first one is, I mean, we talked about Nicolas Cage's best role ever and failed to acknowledge. Now, I've not seen it. You said you haven't seen this. I don't know if Ethan's not seen this or not. Leaving Las Vegas, which he does win an Oscar for. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, no. I've never seen it. Um, so I think it might have been Carlo who brought that to my attention. I'm going, yeah, I definitely hear you. question I had, just when I was re- listening to it, they've got radios right Yes, they have. It's so yeah. the whole end bit where he's got to get like his sticks out and like hold them up, and then you yeah. go, "I've got, we've got the island over. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to get the last thing. Okay, I've got them. Yeah. I'm gonna try and dismantle it. It's not very dramatic, though. <laughs> like, is it? It's not <laughs> dramatic, but you could have. You could if he tried to like radio, and of course that. Mar- if he tried to radio, good speed, you hear bleep in the background. You're like, he's not vaporized. He's over there. I can hear my voice. You think the batteries ran out. Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Griff said, uh, "I never thought I'd say it, but hearing you say Cage being a Beatles maniac, uh, Bond and Goldfinger states how much he hates the Beatles. I'm calling that it backs up a theory that is based on an aging Bond, uh, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith says Liam and Ian, uh, Liam and all right. Ian and Liam and Ethan are doing an excellent <laughs> job covering for Georgia. It just Aww. lacks that feminine touch. But then again, it is boys' night."
2: To be fair, I'm usually at boys' night.
1: And then he usually accepts. Exce- um, to said, be
4: fair, I'm a woman as well. <laughs> you weren't there either. You weren't there last week? No, I know, but they're covering for both of us, surely, oh. if we're lacking feminine touch. <laughs> that's Thanks, well, Dwayne. I think maybe on the, the Dwayne <laughs> so, thing specifically. Well,
1: Georgia had her time when she was mad at Dwayne. Yes. You can now have your time <laughs> where you're mad at Dwayne and he has to apologize.
4: Noted. Oh, uh,
1: there we go. So, uh,. Also says that Liam and Ethan are inventing a lot of new words. Yeah we do Alchematraz and all sorts of stuff. Uh Russell the Post, he says, hugely entertaining episode as usual, guys. In fact, I'd go so far as to say it was fucking bitching. <laughs> <laughs> good which uh was obviously part of the uh discourse. See, Carlo had forgotten about David Morse and said, yeah. yeah, he's 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 good here. He says Cage is good here, but he's way better in leaving Las Vegas, which we talked about. Adaptation. I'll own that one. I've seen adaptation. He's really good in adaptation, oh, and I forgot. Either. He plays two roles. Really? Yeah, yeah. He plays Twin Brothers. Oh, cool. And it's a movie, uh, very like Mank. It's a movie about writing a movie. Oh, and the okay. movie they want to write isn't the movie they thought they'd start writing and oh, cool. actually represents the screenwriter's process writing the movie that they nicholas cage is in which was supposed to be about something else so they oh it's oh like my God. it's like I 19 levels listening to you talking
4: about oh. this i'm confused it's so
1: good my it's so good probably probably eligible i would imagine Ooh. uh matchup man it said ed harris is great in everything he does like he Ian is. said apollo 13 truman show but also a history of violence and Glen Glen gary glenn ross neither of which i've seen
2: i hate the truman show what
1: Anyway, uh, <laughs> Dan Mackeld said, Am I wrong? I remember in a scene where Mason sees his daughter at the end of the film. Is there an extended version? I can't see. Am I alone here? Carlo thinks the last we see of a daughter is when the rockets are fired. I can mean, get all grace; You need to be there somewhere she later than that. She she, yeah. And then on make uh, Ethan was supposed to remind me to tell you not just about the male lead, but about the other female lead. So we said Kevin Spacey. We didn't mention who ah. was supposed to play Marion, whatever her name was. Yes. It was supposed to be Jodie Foster. Oh, that'd have worked. Oh, I think safe see, if you want that like China doll thing, I think Seafried's better than that. Mm, like yeah. Jodie Foster, I'm convinced, can do, like, somehow she would have made it work. And I'd be like, she, yeah. at first blush, I'm going, really? Mm. Okay. But maybe the script would be different. Maybe they give her more to do. I don't I know. I think that gave her more to do. Yeah, because Jodie Foster, like, she'd have, like, she'd The, the more. whole idea is that you're supposed to underestimate this woman. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. underestimating Jodie Foster? But she's a great okay. actress and could probably yeah, make yeah, me yeah, believe yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm talking myself in circles here. <laughs> um, Liam, we owe this one to you. Okay. There's a mistake I think I made. It's not your mistake. It's oh, my mistake. Yours it. You asked the question, what do you have to do to get nominated for an Oscar? And we said, no, no, you can be released on Netflix. That's fine. No, no, we're, we're wrong. Oh. Yeah. You have to be, so remember when we said it ran for a little amount of time and that's why it had such a paltry amount? Yeah. You have to run for seven days in one of several, uh, cities so there's six eligible cities los angeles new york san francisco chicago miami or atlanta if you run and release a movie for seven days consecutively in one of those cities you are in that calendar year then you become eligible for an oscar no one tipped me off i just went looking because i was looking for something else for for something i'm doing at school this week about oscar eligibility and i stumbled upon this and went oh crap i gotta come on the podcast and say (laughs) i was wrong well you know we always correct ourselves. So when I say, hey, I appreciate everybody listening. Yeah. That includes me. <laughs> so I picked up on that. Uh, Carlos, it was never great episode. Still halfway through the interview, which I'll finish tomorrow. But I will say that even though I was a bit lukewarm to the film, we can all agree that Charles Dance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the last act with the dinner rant in the monkey story is peak Fincher. And then, oh, who was it? I don't have the name down. If it was you, let me know. I've actually typed down Connor twice. Got a hold of me and said, oh, it might have been your next... Your next favorite movie, I think. But let me know if it's someone else. It said, Con Air was on just while we were passing through a hotel. And boy, what a ride. Cage's accent, enough said. Made (laughs) us want to re-listen to best film ever. Uh, I think it was Hermes. I think I'm going to change my tone on that one. I think that was Hermes. So Hermes, if I'm right, let me know. I'm well, what I remember sure I am. in that film is his hair. <laughs> yeah, it did not work. the hair. It did not work. <laughs> no, uh, it didn't. Shout outs to Julene, uh, oh. who said, going back to sitting around naked playing guitar, said running around naked was the first thing she did when she got her first apartment. Ooh. I'm like, thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ian is always right. Hashtag toxic balls, which was the word she wanted <laughs> in there. Film Effect Pod, that's where I'm going to be later in the, week, in the month. I'm going to be on there June 28th. We're talking the Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hateful looking forward late. to that one. yeah, yeah. Uh, Deborah Maria Ramos, for all the love, as always. Carlo, like I said, I'm going to be on Thief's Monthly Movie Loop very soon. He says he aced the Friends quiz, but stands by that I'm Chandler not Ross I'm like alright Fair enough Yeah I, I, I see more Chandler He said even Chandler Would think he was Ross I'm like <laughs> alright That's a fair bit of logic there Yeah 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 uh, Hindsight movie reviews For the love uh, Richard Friend of the podcast yeah, Richard, yeah, yeah, Richard. keeps sending me all these James Bond timeline things I keep trying to retweet them As much as he comes up But he's, he's got bum, lots of bum, facts bum,
0: bum, 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 There's a lot bum,
1: of bum. of uh, Goldeneye facts You'd be surprised Paul and Griff says Alcatraz uh, Alcatraz uh, Yeah uh, Pronounced by in New Zealand We learned Is Alcatraz <laughs> It's like It's like Aluminum and aluminium I know right uh, only one man has ever broken out now five million lives depend on two men breaking in and three podcast hosts discussing it <laughs> that's great thanks a lot uh film floggers said so painting gay next i'm like no i don't no. Think so. they'll settle for transformers and so will hermes i don't know no. about that one
3: bumblebee maybe but no
1: oh Jeez. I like Bumblebee. All right. I don't know eligible. That might be a wild card pick on your part. Maybe. Uh, even the score. Shoot the flick. Thanks for the love. This is not what I meant. Who said, followed as soon as I saw the words see it or skip it in your titles. Now, that's some good wording. Yeah. I'm looking forward to scour through your list. Branding is important. It is. It and is. people do love a bit of alliteration. We
3: do. We do a lot see of See it
1: or skip it. Yeah. yeah. We try to give everything its own sort of... It's not just we went and saw a movie, here's what we thought, or, or quick take. It was, what can we do that makes this kind of oomph? Something unique to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there we go.
2: I just think the podcast has got a really good name.
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Actually, I do. What I like about the podcast, I'll say this, we're going to get a little bit ahead of ourselves with the uh, mailbag thing. Well, if a little known fact, Georgia came come out with the name for, for the podcast, if yeah. people didn't know this, we were commuting to Chicago, I think, not mm-hmm. the, not, not the city, but re- rehearsals for, for a sheriff. show. And I had an idea for a different name, totally. And this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and what I like is that we don't have the word film first yeah there's a lot of film No, you know that, hey, if you got a to film something podcast god god bless you but i think the be the best i think it sort of just naturally makes us distinctive yeah I think so, so i do and like that Logo
3: goes great and the logo I you know the logo. there you go.
1: since i saw the logo i was like wow uh this is not this sorry uh, meg who said will you guys be doing weekly reviews of loki on talking the mickey we will and we've released our first one out today yeah. so follow that for the next five days we're gonna record Hi, on please. the day that it releases and we're going to then release that episode on on the Sunday. So, record Wednesday and Sunday we will be dropping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee, the So Wizard podcast. Griff did this Euro thing and gave us all like a bunch of podcasts, like different nations. Uh, what
3: mm-hmm. was our nation?
1: We got Denmark. So, hey. I was, so, I was very concerned that we were going to lose a man. Oh, okay. I, know, I, I didn't uh, see any of the footage, but I heard all about it. Yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, 90 minutes they had to uh, postpone old the he- match for. I'm actually in his 20s. He was in 20 and the had a hard yeah. didn't he? And the BBC's getting a lot of flack for the fact they didn't cut away. Uh, ESPN controlled the feed on the field, I know that much. Yeah. But I think BBC has the power to cut back to the studio, to override that, the game footage. They can't take a camera and point it somewhere else no, in the no, field. No, no, no. But you can cut back to the studio. So they also have yeah. the power
2: to just cut the feed and cut not, the feed not and, and not broadcast
1: and apparently there were shots of like the crying like the, the wife in the stands and I'm yeah, like yeah. that is that kind of American where's the story yeah, you know man. and I think over in Britain we'd be like this This isn't something we yeah,
2: that's private you don't yeah, this you is, don't, is private you don't yeah. need to do this so yeah. very much a cultural difference
1: yeah whereas like, America's like this is news film it as it happens
2: yeah no whereas I think the British take on it is if we know he survives use the footage as uh, like as telling the story in the moment he, he, you could be filming a dead man, yeah. and that's not okay.
1: No, and Denmark lost, and so we're at the bottom of our of our group, I imagine. But there's still many matches left uh, to go. Yeah, but and I, I like, I'm happy.
3: on Denmark.
1: Yeah, Denmark. Something's not wrong in the state of Denmark. We we're all, Denmark. all right with Denmark. We tend to do well in Denmark yeah. too, so we we're happy to be to be Danish for the next few weeks. And yeah, the color we is orange, guys. and
2: that's a good. And time. on that note,
1: I mean, we love. I mean, we do, we do the fantasy football thing. We do, and we are looking for podcasts who are willing to join us for next year. We'll be extending some invitations, some new pods, but the old pods, most of you get an invite back as long as you participated regularly you yes. get an invite back i surprised myself I so participated. Th- there we go so <laughs> i'm looking forward to draft day we're not that far away. it's coming up on summer vacation soon Ooh. and then we as soon as we come back from summer vacation then we're looking at uh yeah and it's getting them on draft season again see if ellie can almost run the table again we'll see how that goes <laughs>
4: with absolutely no knowledge of Ellie. just,
2: just while we're on on this on this note um you you know your birthday's in february right i do yeah and i've not seen you since like christmas time so i still have your birthday present in my bedroom your, one of your
1: I'm birthdays- so glad we're using podcast time for this no, 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 it's, really, it's
0: really important
2: one of, your birth- one of your birthday presents is a little tiny trophy That says I came second in fantasy football (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not gonna make any sense by the time i actually get it do you but yeah there you
1: go uh danny and drew for all the love they give us on it's a musical podcast and then finally speaking of finishing second we actually i can't (laughs) believe this segue is gonna work we were actually there's this uh podcast account that or 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 twitter account that's listening and ranking and rating podcasts every week and we were their number two podcast of the week wow so i'm okay with a second place i'm okay with that yeah i'll take that absolutely first is so audacious no we're 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 much more subtle than that (laughs) there we are so that is that so if you uh thank you very much if you're engaged most you know we love our engagement i mean at this point we should almost be starting to shout out our twitter stuff but you know you can get a hold (laughs) of us at best film ever pod and you can find georgia and ellie and ethan off of that and we need to continue to bully liam until he joins up
3: personally i think people like the air of mystery about me not being on it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. <laughs> All right, the so show, let's no. talk about Ferris Bueller. Um, yes. Why are we doing this? It's thirty-five years. Wow, since it's come out. So that's I, I see. I didn't see this like anywhere near when it first came out. I was mm-hmm. many many years later. Oh, I saw it um, early mid nineties. Okay, uh, Ellie, have you ever seen this?
4: I haven't. No. Okay,
1: so Ellie's brand new, and we and Georgia.
2: I was brand new too. Yeah.
1: Okay, so two brand new. Me, I didn't get it when I was younger. We'll see, see, oh, see now. I see it in two
3: different lights. Now I saw it as a kid and went, "Wow!" I see it as an adult and go, "Hang on a minute." Mm, okay.
1: <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, the film was directed and written by John Hughes. Yep. Okay. Which we've done Breakfast Club, amongst other things, but Sixteen Candles, uh, Pretty in Pink. Yes. Uh, even things like Who's Harry Crumb? By the end of it, oh, was that, that or was that Uncle Buck? Uncle, Uncle Buck, Buck for sure, him. Yeah, Buck, yeah. yeah, Who
2: is Harry Crumb?
1: Jo- uh, John, John Candy. Candy. It was just a joke. (laughs) Uh, Cinematography by Tak Fujimoto, who we talked about in a previous film. I know he's done some work on some of the old Star Wars movies, amongst other things. And then score by Ira Newborn, who's done things like 16 Candles, Weird Science. Oh, good film. Amazon Women on the Moon. (laughs) The Naked Gun mole rats and even as oh, recent as yes. ace ventura oh cool so kind of had an 80s 90s just about the turn of the century kind of thing yeah. to it <sighs> the score is an interesting thing here oh yeah there were some elements where i'm like this is the most generic thing ever and there are some moments where i'm like oh, i really i should be honest with you what i like about this is the use of licensed music it's yeah, not the score
3: it's not the score
1: no apologies uh ira newborn yes yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it beyond yeah it's the 80s i get it using the synth yeah okay uh, the intro. So let's just talk about the premise. A high school wise guy. Hey, so you're a wise guy. Eh? Hey, <laughs> Is determined to have a day off from school despite what the principal thinks of that. Or And his sister, may I add. He's yes. not even the
2: principal, is he? He's the dean.
1: Dean of students? Oh, that's true. Is he a principal? I don't <gasps> oh, I don't know. What's that mean, dean of but students? They called
4: him principal.
1: I think it's interchangeable. Is it? huh? is it? No, it's a, good, it's a great question. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going through this like it is the principal.
4: I thought he was Principal Ed Rooney.
1: Yeah It does say, we also it don't it don't say Dean, who, of, students Dean on his, of Students On his yeah. on, his, on yeah. his door Yeah
2: but Also we don't know Who was older Out the siblings So I'm just chalking This well, up we'll to Well we'll talk about that yeah. Things that it doesn't explain
1: So Ferris Bueller's Day Off Is a 1986 American teen comedy film Written, co-produced And directed by John Hughes About a high school slack Who skips school For a day in Chicago With his friends Hughes wrote the screenplay For this in less than a week
2: You can <laughs> tell Yeah
1: it is very... It's just
2: sightseeing for a good portion of it. And then shenanigans, how do we get out of the shenanigans?
1: It's funny how you say that because... Uh... He, he i'll just say quickly film him again in september uh, 85 finished in november but featuring many chicago landmarks uh the film was hugh's love letter to chicago he said i really wanted to capture much chicago as i could not just in the architecture and the landscape but the spirit and i will say like a lot of stuff that i know about chicago is largely based on things that have been featured in this film or have Peter. been riffed in other films from this yeah so being I mean, though I don't think it was out yet, but yeah, mm. fair enough. But the um, like Wrigley Br- 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 Field, the Sears Tower.
2: Also, they didn't feature the Adler Planetarium, and uh, that's one of my favourite places in Chicago. Okay, so I really want to go. And was
1: no. it available at that time? Was it
3: up? I don't know. There we yes. go. Ask a question. Uh,
2: Lake like um. Michigan too.
3: What's the building I like? What I call the Taser building? I have no idea. You know the one with the two points.
2: Yeah. I've no idea. I don't, I don't I don't
3: know, know, know what it's called? So, anybody out there
1: who knows, please let me know. Because um, to me, it's the Taser building. So, it was released by Paramount Pictures. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, uh, the film became one of the top grossing films of the year. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, the movie received acclaim from critics and audiences who praised Broderick's performance, the humor, and the tone. Um, the, well, the first
2: planetarium was opened in nineteen thirty. He has okay. no excuse. <laughs> so the first cut <laughs>
1: of the film ended up in two hours and forty five minutes long. Whoa. and so they had to cut that in the cutting room. and the fact that it was so episodic, you could cut entire scenes, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. So it's either which ones you keep, which ones do you lose. And especially because all the characters were the same costume throughout the day, too, for the most part. You can mm-hmm. chop and change pretty quickly. And Hugh says about his writing, he says, I know how the movie begins. I know how it ends, but I don't ever know the rest. But <laughs> Not that it seems to matter. It's not the events that are important. It's what the characters are going through. Um, therefore, I try to make them as full and real as I can this time around. I want to create a character who could handle everyone and everything. Um, there was a real-life person called Edward McNally who was rumored as the inspiration for Ferris. McNally grew up on the same street as Hughes and had a best friend named Bueller. It <laughs> <And> was <laughs> relentlessly punished by the school dean over his truancy, which amounted to 27 days absent. Uh, Hughes, just before we get into it, said, Chicago is what I am. A lot of Ferris is my love letter to the city. And the more people who get upset with the fact that I film there, the more I'll make sure it's exactly where I film. It's funny. Good Nobody life. ever says anything to Woody Allen about filming in New York. America has this great reverence for New York. I look at it as this decaying horror pit. So let the people in Chicago enjoy Ferris Bueller. The Windy City. And what I know of people from Chicago, I don't know many or even many from, you know, just pop culture who have emerged from Chicago. Well, but those who the, do... B- the
3: big one, you know, uh, Al Capone. He was Chicago, not yeah,
1: he? Yeah, but he's... Okay, I hear you. Yes, he died before his movie came out. So it's going to get in the way of the point I'm trying to make. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay right, Which yes. is, people who I know who have emerged in pop culture since this movie came out... They all seem to really love it and wear it as a badge of honor. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and make reference to it and da da. Wasn't there also a comedy club? Uh what, Second City? Yeah. Yeah, there is a one in Chicago. There's also I think yeah, the original yeah. one's in Chicago. But there's a big one in Toronto as well. Oh, okay.
2: A lot of the well, all of the Starkid people who are just throwing it back to Sean Passada and all of those people, <laughs> um, they uh well went to the University of Michigan um and do a lot of performances at the second second city that's
1: cool Yeah, and it it is highly improv so see they do a lot of improv there
2: so uh, we opened
1: the film with the Paramount logo and I had to stop for some reason and we just opined how many stars yeah and we saw there's 22 stars Yeah Which was good Because we all got Three of us came to the count And we all got 22 stars And I was
3: like Why is it 22 stars?
1: And we said Why is 22 stars? It turns out It's four It says at first The 22 original actors and actresses Who made up the Paramount studio When it first launched But then we found out Actually it was 24 And two of them For some reason Just weren't allowed to have a star Ooh I don't know why it's controversial. That's controversial. controversial. I, want dig, I want to dig deeper. Yeah. So if anybody ever asked you, what's the deal with the start? It's after the uh after, after the original actors and actresses. Imagine having a studio and that was it. You had twenty four actors. That's yeah. all you've got.
2: Did that include? Did that? Could they like hire extras and stuff, or is that just like their main main principal I am, cast? I
1: imagine it wouldn't Early include days. extras. I imagine extras were extras, but people yeah. who were actually like contracted actors or actresses would, would have, have lines, have lines of dialogue. Back in the day, you would have been contracted to a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. nineteen forty eight. Yeah. You had to sign seven picture deals or something like that. So, yeah. Um, so we start off by meeting the parents of all things. And we find out that Ferris is sick And they feel his hands. They're cold and clammy. And every time we got a shot of the parents from this point, it was like a two shot staring up at them, them, almost like we're Ferris. Although if we were Ferris, it would be sideways because he's laying on, on his head as as you tend to do when you put it on a pillow. Yeah. 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 Not (laughs) as in like he's not standing on his head in bed. No, no, no. no. (laughs) So, and they think he should stay home. And there's extreme close ups on some shoes and some hands and a belt. And we get introduced to Genie and Genie is played by Jennifer Gray. Yeah, Baby. best known as Baby. And Nobody Jay puts Jeannie in a corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she's great in this. She, you know what? I don't want to jump the shark to the end. She's really good in this. She is. Yeah. Uh, she's furious that Ferris gets to stay home. Um, <laughs> Ferris goes, Jeannie, please don't be upset with me. You've got your health. Be grateful. And the whole time he's <laughs> winking at her and smiling. So we're in. I mean, we doubted them from the start, but we're really in on the inside here. And uh, the parents are like, well, you just take care. And the mom's like, I'm going to come home and check on you at some point. The, and that's kind of how our day is set up. Interesting little fact. The actors who played the parents, Cindy Pickett and Lyman Ward, Lyman. 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 They married in real life after filming this movie. Aww. Aww. I mean they divorced in nineteen ninety two. They got, together. Together. got, to get, got to get five years <laughs> out of it. That's all right. Um and Saferis so tells us they bought it. And it's like, Whoa, are you are you talking to me? And yes, they is, because this is, is uh, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> you talking to me? I don't remember a time I'm sure it happened. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. a time where the, the fourth wall was broken, something I was watching before this.
3: That was the first time I ever came across it. Yeah.
1: That stunned me. Now, like, Dora the Explorer is ripping it off as wrong. <laughs> Do you see Swiper? He's not doing that, but yeah.
2: Swiper, no swiping.
1: So, um, and he goes, one of the worst performances of my career, and they bought it. And there is a 1980s overload on the senses. That is Ferris's bedroom. Yeah. That it's, line really
2: got me because the one about the worst performance of my career and they bought it because this is the first time I've seen a young Matthew Broderick. I'm oh really? familiar with him from like his stage work and from old, when he's been older. Yeah. So I've kind of gone, Oh, that's really strange.
1: And so Ferris tells us it's is the ninth sick day he's had this semester and probably it means it's going to be his last one. So if you get to 10, for some reason that's a big deal for Ferris. Yeah. With 10, they might actually start looking for real reasons.
2: Is this semester a term or a year?
1: Semester would start in September and go and till didn't. February or in this case, it looks like go in February and end in
2: June. Okay, so it's it's half semester so, so
1: to, semi so that's half right so you half a half a year because right? right,
2: okay, yeah. so yeah, obviously we you don't have three them. terms yep. don't we yeah you have
1: terms yeah so a semester would be half a year
2: okay
1: so i mean since february he's missed 10 days nine days um and so seem that bad to me nine days off yeah i think it speaks to probably almost two weeks i guess speaks to two to a different time yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'll say as a, as a teacher i'm going nine days and half a year i'm going um it's not for everything that we'd ever say go for it, but no, no, it, no. It, would, it would by no means. This wouldn't be the one case. The principal would be like, I'm going to get him. <laughs> yeah. He'd
3: have much <laughs> worse offenders
2: anyway, isn't it? Like that's, that's yeah. quite a lot of time. I yeah. wonder if it's
3: like um, individual days he took off rather than a week off.
1: Oh, it's absolutely like individual days.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Nine individual days. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, And so then we get a series of chirons, as he says, the secret to a... Uh, to to faking a good illness, and it lists them, and it lists them because originally uh, this was too flat and not funny enough, uh, according to John Hughes. Okay. So they added the um, the the Chyrons, the Chyrons in, in for later effects. I guess it would have meant in post they would have like moved him a bit more to the side to like, be fair, cropping in. I really like Chyrons. Yeah, me too. Is yeah. it was something we haven't seen. Yeah, And so it takes this thing that feels like a movie and then turns it into a defiant how to trick your parents instructional video. This is a YouTube tutorial before they existed.
2: I was confused because he had check boxes that had crosses in and also ticks. And I was like, do you need both?
1: I did not notice that, but there you go. Um, he says he licks the palms and he goes and gets a rice good clammy on in the is quote while was while he's
4: bent over moaning. Yeah. He says, <laughs> so
1: he says it's a little childish and stupid, but so is high school. <laughs> and but he goes into the shower and he sings Donkeyshan
4: um, with a like mohawk
1: with a mohawk uh donka is heard four times throughout the movie when ferris sings it in the shower when ed sings it ed rooney after ringing the doorbell when ferris lip syncs the Wayne newton version of the parade and genie sings it while walking down the stairs at the police station uh so it became a fun little recurring joke and the idea for ferris to sing it in the shower was an ad lib that he did just while they were setting the shot up and hughes was like hold it hold it hold it save it for the camera Uh, and so they actually got it in there there um was that his actual voice then in the
3: shower, Matthew, Matthew yeah. Broderick yeah.
2: is a is a Broadway star. He's a yeah, I
3: know that, yeah. but I mean, I didn't know about that age he'd be a Broadway yeah, yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume, I That's a you, nice voice. I think you can tell if something's dubbed, can't you? Well,
2: yeah, because yeah. later on, that
3: is why well, did absolutely. It, why it didn't he? You...
2: Matthew Broderick's got a lovely voice.
1: I don't know what he
2: because then you would have to have like a whole band.
1: Uh, you know what i mean it just it it really takes away because it's not believable if all of a sudden the band's ready to sing the song he wants to sing (laughs) but if he's just lip-syncing to a recording that he smuggled with him that's a different story okay Uh, but are we led to believe that he's singing
2: no, no, I part. don't think oh, so. No. I think he's obviously a a lip-syncing voice the first time around. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Hughes. Uh, so meet Ferris Bueller. Uh, Hughes said he had Broderick in mind when he wrote the screenplay, saying only Broderick was the uh, the only actor available who he could think of. Not available it was the only actor he could think of who could pull <laughs> That's off a the role.
2: Statement. Call
1: him clever <laughs> and charming. He said certain guys would have played Ferris, and you would have thought, "Where's my wallet?" Hugh said, "I had to have that look, that charm. I had to come through." Jimmy Stewart could have played Ferris at fifteen. I needed Matthew. Alan Ruck later told the A v club that anthony michael hall who plays the nerdy guy in the breakfast club yes he does was offered this part as much as i'm not a fan of matthew broderick in general um anthony michael hall could not have done this he didn't have the chops really he didn't this. have the charm for this no. he wouldn't have been like he could have been cameron yes yes, yeah, he, yes there's yes. no way he could have been ferris no, no 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 um other actors who were considered for the role included jim carrey really John Cusack? Yes, I can see that. Tom Cruise? Nah. Michael J. Fox? Oh, I can see that. Michael J. Fox totally could yeah, have done yeah, this. Yeah yeah, 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 It would have been re- like almost too much charm. He like He's such a nice guy. Day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's such a nice guy. But he wouldn't have been good at the bullying bit. Of Maybe the not thing. the slimy bit. No, because yeah. he's got to be a bit slimy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And oh, he can so, do
4: slimy as well. Can
1: he? Oh, can he? Okay. Yeah. So Hughes personally developed Ferris's bedroom, mirrored mostly on his own bedroom. Imagine that. Uh, (laughs) Hugh said the rumors that this organized series of pop references and other things because it would represent Ferris's mind. And then we meet in the greatest, I don't know if it's a cameo, but in the greatest like small performance that we're liable to see this summer, Ben Stein as the economics teacher. Anyone... Anyone, anyone, anyone Stein says he got the role of Bueller's economics teacher through six degrees of separation. He says, Richard Nixon, the legit Richard Nixon introduced him to a man called Bill Sapphire, who's a New York times columnist. That guy introduced him to an executive at Warner brothers. The executive introduced him to a casting director and the casting director introduced him to John Hughes. He said, John Hughes and I are among the only Republicans in the picture business. And John Hughes put me in the movie. Uh, (laughs) He was a real teacher, wasn't he? Yes, said that Stein, uh, he said that Stein was an easy and early choice for the role of a teacher. He wasn't a professional actor. He had a flat voice. He looked like a teacher. Yeah. And that's because, I guess maybe, he graduated from Columbia University in 1966 with an honors in economics. Oh, there we are. See? So there we go. And then we meet Cameron Fry, played by Alan Ruck. We've done a couple of Alan Ruck things. He was in Twister. Yes, he was. He was, he? One, of, he was the one of the very supporting characters who was like driving around with yeah, them. Yeah, only supports. Support. The one he, the- he, he wasn't the guy who was like food. No, it wasn't him. No, no, no. There's support, and then yeah. there's support support. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. He was the support support. And we also saw him in speed. Yes, on the bus. Yeah, he's like oh, the yeah. one doing the tourism. It's the one where Keanu Reeves goes, "Fuck me," and he goes, "Oh darn." <laughs> 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 The airport. Yes, yeah, so I've already no. been to the airport.
4: <laughs> I did have a moment in this, and I have checked, and I'm not the only one that thinks this. Where I got really confused and thought it was Ed Norton.
1: Really? Because I used to mistake yeah. Alan Ruck with Barry Bostwick from Rocky Horror. Yes, I could see that. This guy could totally play Brad Majors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
4: so no, I, I started googling something about it, and like it auto-filled it with what I was thinking. Like, definitely not alone in thinking they look the
1: same. And I had to realize they weren't the same people, Barry Bostwick and Alan Rock, when they both ended up on the same TV show. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're clearly not the same people. It was called Spin what? City, starring Michael or J. Fox. There we go. <laughs> Come full circle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, according to John Hughes, Cameron was based in a large part on a friend of his in high school, sort of a lost person. His family neglected him. So that he took that as license to really pamper himself, when he was legitimately sick, he actually felt good because it was difficult and tiring to have to invent diseases. But what he actually had, something he was relaxed. Apparently, the original person offered this role was Sean Penn from The Breakfast Club, Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Hey. He could have done it. Yeah, he could have done it because we. You remember the big scene where he's like all the pressure his dad puts on him as a wrestling coach. Yeah, but I'd have been he with Alan Ruck. You, you I'm feel, not saying Alan Ruck's not a better choice.
3: No, I'm saying no, no, but he feel, could have you done this. Sympathy for him. Oh I, oh, I totally could feel he, He's down me, and yeah. trodden Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. Emilio Estevez is down But not trodden Yeah,
1: but that's a different role So maybe I mean, I not mean, it, it wouldn't be difficult for him. It wouldn't be different Because you want to think of him As sort of a tougher guy Yeah And not so much of a victim But I think Emilio can act I do like Emilio I do like Emilio And what he if we got To have the brothers in there? Oh, geez I didn't think yeah. about that, yeah <laughs> um, So, rock had previously auditioned For the Bender role In The Breakfast Club That would have been hard Ooh, yeah. Yeah. although i think ruck can act i do i yeah. really do um when he yeah, but he doesn't the look
4: the part he doesn't does look the
1: part like even when he wears that hockey yeah. jersey you know it's just posture like i know it's part of the acting which i talk about a lot but he just looks like tall and lanky and kind of like not men like like yeah like well, judd nelson's a man you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah, he is, scary, yeah. like, he's got he's got like legit gray hair i think and he is <laughs> scary there's a menace there which i don't see in uh alan ruck uh, but uh, Hughes remembered him and cast him as Cameron Fry. according to Hughes the character of Cameron was largely based on a friend of his we talked about that already uh, and so Ruck was a little bit worried uh, that he wasn't going to know what was hip what was cool because he wasn't that kind of a guy but then he thought well I was in high school I wasn't that kind of a guy either mm-hmm. so I'll probably be okay uh, and so, he would already
3: worked with Matthew Broderick before, though hadn't he?
1: Yeah, Chase,
3: you know a lot of things about this one. Yeah, Biloxi Blues—they've done wow. on stage and film. Wow.
1: Yeah, do you have copy of my notes down no, there somewhere? No, no, Jeez. no, no. <laughs> <They're just> Things have <laughs> picked up over Well done, you. Yeah. Uh,
4: Should have got Liam to do context this
1: week. I think so. I think so. Uh, My next note literally is Ruck and Broderick had previously acted together in the Broadway production of Biloxi Blues. Sorry, dude. No, you're great. Uh, Cameron's Mr. Peterson voice was an in joke imitation of the director of that thing, uh, Gene Sachs. That's funny. So, yeah. Uh, He said he felt at ease working with Broderick. They often uh, crashed in each other's trailers. He said we didn't have to invent an instant friendship like you often have to do in a movie. He says we were all, you know, we were friends. Yeah. If (laughs) you want to know about Friends, go ahead and check out our See It or Skip It on the Friends reunion special, starring neither Alan Ruck or Matthew Broderick. Did either of them ever make it into Friends?
2: Matthew Broderick is... Like, I want to I think
1: Broderick say. made it in. Oh, I, I think was, he did. I don't think he did. I don't know for sure. Maybe George will look that up. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Hughes also plays tribute to his childhood hero, Gordie Howe, with Cameron's Detroit Red Wings jersey. Uh, Gordie Howe said, I sent him the jersey. It was nice seeing the number nine on the big screen. And he was the... Think of whatever sport you can think of. Tom Brady in American football. Oh, right? okay, yeah, so yeah, He's the best at what he... So Gordie Howe, up until Wayne Gretzky comes along, is in the 80s. Yeah. Gordie Howe is... Literally, his nickname is Mr. Hockey. Oh, so okay. yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of that there um and so then we kind of meet uh while we're at it because uh, we're getting through our main characters pretty quickly ed rooney dean of students played by jeffrey jones and he was cast because he has a role on amadeus where he plays the emperor <laughs> I've seen Amadeus. Forgot this guy was in it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, it's excellent. Is it? Oh, it's, it won Best Picture. It's fantastic. Oh, okay. Uh, Hughes thought the character's modern equivalent would be Rooney. Kind of a weird thing. Emperor, principal of a school. <laughs> uh, my part was actually quite small in the script, but what seemed to be the important part to me was the I was the only one who wasn't swept along by Ferris, recalls Jones. Uh, okay, maybe his sister as well. Yeah. Just a thought. Uh, So I was the only one in opposition, which presented a lot of opportunities, some of which weren't even in the script or were expanded upon. John was receptive to anything I had to offer and indeed got ideas along the way himself. So that was fun working with him. Hughes told me at the time, and I thought he was just blowing his own horn. He said, you are going to be known for this for the rest of your life. And I thought, sure. But he was right. Uh, to help Joan study for the part, Hughes took him to meet his old vice principal. <laughs> 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 he said, this is the guy I want you to pay close attention to. And <laughs> so basically, be him. That's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think, my old vice principal. Hmm. I had this guy growing up called, how's this? Far too young to appreciate how perfect this was as a kid. Mr. Hammer. Mr. Hammer. He was the disciplinarian. MC Hammer. I think his name was Gord. (laughs) Gord Hammer. That's brilliant. And he had like a, like a square jaw. He always had like a five o'clock shadow. And like, he was probably in his like, you know, mid forties, but he was a disciplinarian of a school. And man, he, he, he left before I left elementary. But yeah, he was, he was definitely. We had a guy. He leave
4: Sandra. to go and fight,
1: Doctor Horrible. Doctor, ha- Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hammer. Yeah, maybe he became captain. I don't know if was in the military. We had a guy called
3: Philip Blamire, and he was he was scary. When we were when we first started high school, everyone knew to stay away from him because he was he was very firm. And um, I had a few run-ins with him. And of um, he did. Oh yeah, of course. And do you know what? I love the guy. He he was so so good because yes, he was firm, but he was fair. And he was the first teacher to ever apologize to me. For being wrong, he had heard hearsay.
1: Yeah, Mr. Hammer never apologized,
3: and yeah. uh, and he <laughs> came to me and I was I was shocked that yeah. this firm teacher actually apologized. Great, Looking
1: back, he was he was, he, he was a fair man. He was a he fair was. man. Uh, back to this this um, VP, uh, vice principal here, though uh, Jones explained to Hughes' biographer that while meeting the vice principal, his coat momentarily flew open, revealing a holster and a gun attached Whoa, to his belt. What? <laughs> Jeez! Whoa. That must have been a bad school. That's yeah. <laughs> and as he's looking at like Ferris's attendance record, he's on the phone with Ferris's mum. The days go nine eight seven yeah. six. Doesn't just go two. We have to see it, like, count down. Like, I guess he's hitting a button. And I'm like, hey, if you could do this, why don't you do this before it gets to nine? Why don't you do it every time you get one? Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. And How did he sh- just go his computer?
1: This though? might be the first case of hacking I'd ever seen in a film. Yeah, he's done well, hasn't he? Maybe. I'm trying to think if I saw... It's, it's not about what year it came out. It's about... It's the earliest film I've seen that has hacking in it. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if I saw this before or after Hackers, but this is obviously much older than Hackers. What about War Games. Funny you should mention that. Oh. <laughs> you, you've been hacking into my notes. Again, Matthew When Broderick. Ferris heads into the school's computer to change the number of absences he had, it's a subtle nod to War Games hey, from 1983. When Matthew Broderick hacks into the school's computer to change his grades. I mean, we find out Ferris does this for kids at the school as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, just saying that Ferris's grades are like A, A-, 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 minus, A, A B plus, which we can see on the screen as he's hacking his grades. Uh, it makes his grade point average 3.81. A perfect grade point average would be 4. So he's a G. He's a really clever guy, uh, yeah, we, which you have to be in order to do this. this Apparently, he's missing European history, his worst subject, because he only has a B-plus in that. But he doesn't care. Though, does he? doesn't care. <laughs> Let's meet Grace, the secretary, played by Edie McClure. Oh, like great. great. <laughs> Uh, Edie McClurg in 2010 told Vanity Fair that her character's hairdo, um, she felt her character's hairdo should be from the 1960s because Grace it. felt she looked best in the 60s and would have kept her look from that era. However, the wom- women, the woman's hairdresser in the set had been mainly hired to blow out the girl who would play, um, Sloan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. With more modern 1980s looks. So she's like, they didn't really know how to do the 1960s hairdo she wanted to. So she teased set and styled her own character's hair every day. <laughs> Once she arrived on the set, John Hughes looked at her hairstyle and the first thing he said was, how many pencils do you think you can fit in that hair? <laughs> so brilliant. they tried it with one and then two and then three. The fourth one fell out. So that was the origin of Grace's first scene in the movie in which she pulls several lost pencils out of her hair.
3: I love how genuinely confused she looked.
1: Yes, yeah, great. <laughs> like, ooh. Ferris picks up a uh, clarinet when someone says, oh, I bet you Ferris is having a good day wherever he is. He's playing the clarinet. It sounds he plays terrible. plays
4: the clarinet just like me. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone spotted the instrument as part of the set, and Matthew Broderick said he could play it, which, of course, he can't. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. So never had one lesson. It's probably just a, his character and the actor himself saying that. Then we go back to Ben Stein doing the world's best economics lesson, Anyone? talking about Smoot Hawley. I actually, in university, had to learn about the Smoot uh, Hawley Tariff Act. Uh, and the only thing <laughs> that made reference to was the the prophet. have any of you ever seen Ferris Bueller I'm like really? oh it's this wow. he's like this is what they were talking about in that That's scene funny uh, he says it's far more interesting than anything that the act has to do but we do have to learn about it so here's what it is yeah. um, this lecture about the Smoot-Hawley terror fact was not originally in the script Stein by happenstance just happened to be lecturing off camera to the amusement of the student cast <laughs> Stein said I was just going to do it off camera but the student extras laughs so hard when they heard my voice that john hugh said do it on camera improvise something you know a lot about he said when i gave a lecture about supply side economics i thought they were applauding everybody on the set applauded i thought they were applauding because they had learned something about <laughs> supply side <laughs> economics yeah. but they were applauding because they thought i was boring it was the best day of my life
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now he would later go on to have a game show called win bed stein's money and the deal was you were a contestant you compete against two or three other people and then kind of it's similar in the UK I guess what you would seem as similar to being the chase Yes. So you would go ahead and at the end, you would go one on one with Ben Stein in like a quick rapid fire round. And if you beat him, you would win, I don't know if it's five grand, ten grand, but it was actually Ben Stein's money that you were playing for. Now, probably out of the salary they're paying him to do a show, but the host of that show was Jimmy Kimmel, who of course would go on to become a big deal on American late night talk shows himself. So all sorts of sort of weird and but I think without this scene, I don't think you get that. I'd like to think
3: that on this show that he'd ask them the question, he'd go, Anyone? Anyone, Anyone?
1: <laughs> Um So there is um Ferris helped spread the word around school. He's got a synthesizer with like all these like vomit sounds on it. Yeah. I've got, simultaneously, it's a good trick, and it's really gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this yeah. felt too juvenile. I know I'm a guy way past the age of where I'm supposed to be. I think even at the same age as he is, I would think this was gross. Yeah, still gross, please. It's piece. too much as well. Like, I, I'm not enjoying it. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, like, it's yeah. gone too far.
4: It does go on for quite a long time as well. It goes
1: on a long time. Uh, this is where I noticed the Simple Minds poster in the background. Yeah. yeah. Don't you Which, of course, me. don't forget about me, which was John Hughes' last big movie, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get the opening thing where we're told by um oh, what was her name? Grace, the secretary. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We're told by Grace that he's popular amongst everybody: the Sportos, the Motorheads, the sluts. <laughs> That's not aged very well. No, no, no. We found out he's a righteous dude. Righteous dude. Righteous dude was an ad lib. <laughs>
4: that was brilliant. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> That was
1: brilliant. Top marks for her. Then. Uh, there's phone calls uh, as Ferris is trying to set his day up off, and he's like doing like a word art thing on like like a nude like, dr- what, paint painting on his yeah. Like <laughs> the best version of a painting I've ever seen on one of these things. Yeah. Definitely. Originally, that was supposed to go on. I think it was the jumbotron at Wrigley Field. Yeah. And obviously, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Oh. Um. And he looks like um Rebel Without a Cause yes James Dean he's got the white t-shirt and the blue jeans he hasn't quite got the vest on yet so he looks very rebel without a cause that's cool I never thought that before yeah actually I'm a James Dean fan this is a film that I have the option if I wanted to of teaching oh really but I would have to teach it alongside rebel without a cause oh yes for thematic purposes but I choose to go a different pair instead oh
3: there we go. Rebel cool is a good movie.
1: It is. The problem is, I would like to do Rebel about a Cause. I don't want to do fairs. Oh, okay. That was my previous yeah, viewpoint. Yeah, I'll let yeah, you know if I've changed my mind at the end. Okay. Um, and then we meet uh Cameron's, in, and he's going, Cameron's probably trying to figure out if his car fare, if he should come. And then we cut to Cameron having like, a, like an existential crisis in his beat up mm-hmm. little car. <laughs> trying to figure he should go. And then we briefly meet Sloan Peterson, played by Mia Sarah. Don't know how to think about how she did this. She was there.
2: It's a weird name. She,
1: I, I like her. You know, I liked
3: her as a kid to look at. There's not much
1: for her to do in this. There isn't, and
3: she doesn't have any arc. Any,
1: she doesn't. No, her whole arc is hoping that 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 Ferris is going to stick around. She's just basically just responding.
3: She yeah. doesn't. That's yeah. it, really, isn't
1: it? Yep. Yeah. Um and then we've got uh she's got so much fringe on her jacket. Ah, so much fringe oh, on this that jacket. jacket. That's great. Um she's rescued from I thought she was in university at first. How's that sound? Because it? it looks like a university class. And yeah. that would explain why the guy doesn't care but they're all sleeping at you university know, they don't care if you're sleeping in university. They're like, no, look, no. I'm getting paid to be here. Yeah. You can do what you, if you crash out, that's on you. That's not on me. Yeah. In high school I'd make sit up be present
4: I a lot in my first year of uni
1: did you <laughs> these teachers suck at the school um and so um we get a note from the nurse who says your father called your grandmother's just passed and she smiles because i guess she knows the chicken. like imagine if you ever had to give her like an actual notice she'd always think it was just ferris causing some sort of trouble <laughs> is that a genuine thing having a nurse in school some schools because i never had one in my, my school my high school would have one back in the day a couple of days a week Oh, okay. I I don't
3: remember anyone in my school.
1: Uh, Since I've been in Britain, I don't remember a nurse being on. I think people just have first aid training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Rooney wants to call Mr. Peterson, but Peterson has just phoned the office. Rooney thinks it's Bueller, and so he starts saying terrible things, like, you produce the body and I'll let her leave. The
3: weird thing is, right, you know he's right. But also, you wouldn't go straight into it.
1: Well, it was great because we think he's right. We, we think he's absolutely spot on. Yeah. And then he goes and then he finds out that Bueller's online too and asks him, should I have his assignment sent home, please? And then Pearson. I, like, I like how he appears so sunny and bright about it. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to put on The sickness. fake voice at yeah. all. It's like he's egging him on. Yeah. Uh, Peterson's actually Cameron. And Cameron like goes, he's like, "You are worse than that. You, my good my sir, are an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. He was brilliant in this. Um, and then we go to when is a secretary, not a secretary, because Grace picks up the phone and pretends to be Ed Rooney briefly, and the voice she does was also improvised. That's cool. I think she was supposed to try and do. Uh, yeah, she just came up with her own little thing there. She's so funny. Ferris and Cameron then have a bit of a domestic because they can't figure out Because the, now they're in a situation where they have to go pick Sloane up. Yeah. With the principal beside them. Because he's got all, all big and on his horse. Uh, and Cameron's gone, and I want to see you there when I do the, when, when I come get her. Well, how's that going work?
2: But only because Ferris was like, no, don't say that you've sent her out by yourself. Yeah, right. I
3: don't know. Yeah. And the weird thing is, right? Why does Matthew Broderick play the father? Because
1: Cameron wouldn't have the nerve to do it. Oh, Because okay. he's yeah. taller. Yeah. You know, he'd uh, it have it done the voice because the voice was different. There is a great shot where Rooney is trying to make this 10 minute window he's been given. He's running down the corridor, but then every time he goes past a room where the kids off. might see him, he has to stop and walk. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that's like a big North American style corridor. That was because in Britain, they're much they're much more narrow. Oh, yeah. yeah and usually that. carpeted. Yeah. Yes. Weird. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is my, I think my school's oh, I know. I know that the lower floor is all like. Um, I don't know what to call it, laminate? I don't know what it is.
3: Well, do you know the weird thing, right? In my school, my high school, when I was at um, high school, um, we didn't have lockers. We just had coat pegs.
1: Yeah.
2: Lockers
3: the cor-
1: are very down, North American. Down down the corridor, yeah. My school doesn't have lockers. Oh, okay. No. Uh, actually,
3: no, my so-
2: high school did. For, for the first few years I was there. Mine
4: did as well.
1: I don't I remember when that f- I don't know. You used to always, it was great, because you used to, like, find out what locker you were, and then you could also, like, after your end of your first semester, you, like, trade who you were with, because after a semester, you know, they give you your, your lockers based on where you are first-lesson, first period um, oh, okay. but then after half a year your your timetable would change yeah so you would then have to go ahead and go oh where do I you know so you might go ahead and work out a trade with someone or a three-way trade I need to be closer to here you can be closer to there or you might be like where's you know maybe I want something that's close to the bus where the bus comes in so as soon as I get in the main doors I can throw my stuff in the locker or you might go I just want to be away from all the idiots so yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of grade nines around here I'm going to go upstairs where I know it's just like 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 the upperclassmen sort of sort of thing so it's a bit more i didn't of it like that yeah so so it was a whole like most three most important words location 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 ours was
2: completely different it was just a load of lockers and uh you had to bring your own keypad and you just took one and hoped that no one punched it in one day in a fit of rage (laughs) 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 that is why they got rid of them because too many of them had just been punched in so they they just gave up
1: um and then we uh Ferris talks Cameron into borrowing the car. Let's meet the car. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the song bum, first. Bum. John Hughes personally selected the songs for the film. He wanted them to be something obscure to a typical movie going audience. That's why he chose that, you know, obscure band called the Beatles later yeah. on. <laughs> uh, feeling that he wanted something everybody in the film to feel new. Uh, for example, the song heard when the Ferraris reveal for the first time is, oh, yeah. I've had that feeling. William, do you know on. who the band is? No. It's the Swiss band Yellow, Yellow. Y-E-L-L-O, no W. Uh, The song was not a hit after its first release, but after its inclusion in this movie, it made it rapidly popular. Uh, since then, it's been used in dozens of other movies and series, other movies. often resu- in scenes resu- featuring a desirable object or person. So yes. typically, girl in bathing suit coming out of water in slow motion. You get, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you close when the guy's just like looking at him, and you go, oh, beautiful. <laughs> I think it was also used for Duffman <laughs> Duff in The Simpsons. I think so. You might funny. be right. Not him getting out of the pool, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Um, man. so in the film, Ferris convinces Cameron to borrow his father 's rare thousand nine hundred and sixty one ferrari two hundred fifty gt california spider with a y. Uh, the insert shots of the spider were the real 250 GT California, Hugh says in the DVD commentary. These were used in wide shots. So the ones we used in wide shots were obviously reproductions. There were only a 100 of these cars, so it was way too expensive to destroy. I was going to say. We had a number of replicas made. They were pretty good, but for the tight shots, I needed a real one. So we brought one into the stage and shot the inserts with it. Uh, they found three of them. Like we said, um, they went to the Mondana Design and Development Department who produced it. Uh, the, the Modena Spider, California, a replica of a Ferrari 250 GT. Uh, Hugh saw a mention of the company in the car magazines, had to research them. Uh, at first, when Hughes showed up, the people at the company thought it was a practical joke because this scruffy-looking fellow came out of the building and started looking the car over. Yeah. They thought he must have been a janitor. But then they looked up at the window and shouted, this is it! And several heads poked out to have a look. That scruffy-looking fellow was John Hughes. Uh. Uh, and it turned out it was a choice between the Modena Spider or a Porsche Turbo. And Hughes chose the Medina. I'm glad he chose that. Uh, There is there were three of them built and i'm trying to think if i've got these the whereabouts of the cars today out of curiosity okay so one was built and then leased to paramount for the filming it's the one that jumps over the camera and is used in almost every shot that's cool at the end of the filming paramount returned it back to Goyette with the exhaust crushed and cracks in the body and there was quite a bit of superficial damage but it held up well he rebuilt it sold it to a young couple in california and the husband later ran it off the road and so the same guy rebuilt the front end for him the owner sold it in the mid-90s and it turned big in 2000, but hasn't emerged since. The second one was sold to Paramount as a kit for them to assemble as a stunt car. But it was such a poor job, it was basically unusable, aside from going backwards out the window at Cameron's house. Ah. Rebuilt, it ended up at Planet Hollywood in Minneapolis, and then moved to Planet Hollywood in Cancun when the one in Minneapolis was closed. The third one was built as a shell for the the out-of-the-window scene. It was never completed and disappeared after the film was was, was finished. Uh, Goyette says he thinks he heard it was once eventually completed or sold off, but it could be on a back. Backlot still over at Paramount. I'd um, love to go to Paramount and have a look on their backlot. I'll tell you what—they uh, these, these cars were sold. These replica cars, uh, one sold in 2010 for <laughs> replica s- <Yeah>, <laughs> for eighty thousand pounds. Wow! Yeah. Uh, that was then equivalent to about 103,000 pounds now. Wow. Uh, another one used in the movie, serial number 001, references the hero car, was actually sold at the 2020 Scottsdale Barrett Jackson collector car auction, which is great. You can watch us a program in the States. Really? You can just watch these famous cars being auctioned off all the time for That's huge amounts of money. Cool. Um, it was sold for $396,000. Whoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> the replica car was universally hated by the crew. Said ruck "It didn't work right. The scene which Ferris turns off the car to leave the garage attendant had to be shot a dozen times because it would not start. The car was built with a rear wheel base but used a Ford V eight engine instead of a V twelve. Mm-hmm. At the time of filming, uh, the real model was worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Since the release of the film, it's become one of the most expensive cars ever sold because now it's. The Ferris Bueller car, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's iconic. So, uh, there's only a hundred, like we said. One went in auction in 2008 for 10, for 11 million US dollars. <laughs> Whoa. And more recently in 2015 for 17 million dollars. The vanity plate, as we saw of Cameron Dad's Ferrari, spells nervous. And other plates seen in the film are also homages to Hughes' other movies. VCTN, which represents vacation. National yeah, Lampoon's vacation. I so. I'll tell you what, I'll give you the name of the, uh, of the thing. See if you can figure out what the, what the film is.
3: Okay, go on. TBC. TBC. The Breakfast Club. Yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> and then M-M-O-M. M-M-O-N. That spells moon. <laughs> it's Mr. Mom. Oh, is it? And that's ironically is the dad. That's that's his car. I saw that one. I picked up on that one, as well as four FBDO. Four FBDO. FBDO. Ferris no. Bueller's day off. Ferris Bueller's oh, day off. Of and number four, I guess, must mean it's his fourth film or something oh, like that. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Oh, you And did so it. Ferris steals the car. Ferris is a dick. He is. Yes. Ferris is an absolute dick. He's like, we can't steal the car. Oh, come on. And he gets in. He said, he shouldn't have left the keys in. He said, no, don't steal the car. And it's peer pressure. Yeah. peer pressure. He steals He's the car. Yeah. The only choice that Cameron has is do I get in the car or not? Yeah. Because Ferris has nicked it. Yep yeah i'm not a uh, ferris bueller of a character yeah i know right so um let's talk about sloan again for a little bit more um sarah who played the role surprised hughes when yeah. she auditioned for the role of sloan peterson uh it was funny he didn't know how old i was uh i'm not going to finish the rest of this uh statement because it's gonna give away the age game but mm-hmm. someone else had wanted to play sloan uh, but uh, and that someone would have been well we talked about anthony michael hall who's the other big one he always cast in those movies anymore No. Oh, oh, oh. In the oh, breakfast pretty, club. Pretty, pretty in pink. Yes. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Who is it?
3: Um, 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 oh, my head's gone.
1: Molly so Ringwald. So don't
2: look at me yeah, for yeah, names yeah. of actors. That's not a good. So idea. Molly Ringwald wanted to play in...
1: Sloan, but according to Ringwald, John wouldn't let me do it. He said it wasn't big enough for me. Um, John Hughes said that Mia Sarah wins the role because she had elegance. She does have that. There was an elegance to her. She yeah, seemed older is. than her... Yeah than her character's years, maybe. I thought she was a university student. It turns out she's a year younger than them, not a year older. Yeah. So, um, and then she goes out, and uh, according to the original script, Sloane has a brother, and her father left the family for a 25-year-old bimbo. Yeah. Um, And she walks out front, and then says to the principal... I guess that's my dad, which actually works on two levels. Because yeah. like, I guess that's him, and it's Ferris in this like jacket and hat and glasses, which apparently are visible. in if you look at the early uh, shots in his room, and how how much does
3: he look like Inspector Gadget? He does, right there. And he plays him later on, doesn't he?
1: And then she walks up to to Dad, figure mm-hmm. quotes, and they start like making out, snogging his face off. And all the principal can say is. So that's how they do it in their family. Oh, I don't, I don't, that's I don't, giving it away. you got real, all this. F- that's really creepy. It's very creepy. Yeah, you've, you've got all this. Way be on to the phone to social
4: services. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we get in the car, or they get in the car, and they ask, "Well, what are you? What are we? What are you going to do?" And uh, Ferris goes, "The question is, so what? Are, what are we? The question is, what aren't we going to do?" And he looks at Cameron and says, "If you had access to a car like this, would you take it home right away?" And neither would I. Now he's promised Cameron, "We're going to get her, and then we're taking the car home." Yep. Dick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We see a Pepsi Cam that says "Save Ferris." There's a lot of Pepsi product placement here. There's loads. I couldn't find anything specific, but there had to be a deal made here. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then, (laughs) um, Mister Rooney is talking to someone. I think he's trying to get ready for trying to track down the funeral home or any one of a number of things and he goes i did not achieve this position i have by leaving my cheese in the wind <laughs> ad-libbed john hughes just wanted what does something it even mean he wanted something that was complete nonsense so that's what <laughs> he came up with uh in chicago um he, ferris is wearing this like ugly almost like a, a before Barry. before kango hat. kango hot it's yeah, a beret. Yeah. Uh, and then Alan Rucks wearing like a flat cap, yeah, and I'll tell you what, like like Al, Cameron's costume is like clashing all over. He's wearing khakis, a red hockey yeah. jersey, and this other red flat cap. <laughs> it's not a good look, he's I know not he's supposed not supposed to, be, to yeah. but oh, it just was jarring <laughs> uh, John Hughes hated the beret, yeah, loved the flat cap, yeah, I didn't like the beret either. Uh, they give the car to the garage. say, please be extra careful. They give him five extra bucks. And they go, "Don't worry about it. We're professionals." And then, as we see our three main characters walking towards us in the foreground of the shot, we see these two guys from the garage peel out and drive the other direction in the Ferrari. Do you
3: know what? Right, this surprised me. of times I've seen this movie, and all I ever remember is the first guy. I just remember one guy taking it, and that's him I always remember.
1: He's the guy with the dialogue. The other guy doesn't yeah, really have much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also he's also a very uh, defined look, isn't he? He is very. And so... um You look very shifty. Mom comes home and Ferris avoids this by having a snoring machine set up on a pulley system. My question for Georgia is this, because you're a big fan of The Office. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Michael Scott tries to do this same thing? And he references Ferris Bueller. No. Oh, he does. And I f- he goes, now if we're out playing hooky, people will just think we're sleeping. And someone went, why would you want... I think it's Oscar goes... No, not Oscar. It's Stanley he goes, why would you want people to think you're asleep at your job?
2: I re- did really appreciate, though, that you... When he's first talking us through how to um, have a day off, he's you can see him playing with a bit of string and a trophy. Okay, he's, that's what he's doing then, and obviously that's the that's there the door mechanism that he strings up. Oh, so he sets it up yeah, and we yeah, get the yeah, payoff
3: yeah. later. Boy, I call bullshit on this. Because she opens the door, and so you'd see the string pulling everything
1: in the way. It does assume you have like no, or oh, what do peripheral they call that? peripheral vision. Peripheral, yeah. yeah, That's stupid. <laughs> uh, that's, my, that's my line. I know. Uh, we go <laughs> to the Sears know? Tower, the world's tallest building, and it was at that time. even though the CN Tower was taller than this, the CN Tower doesn't count is that the world's, at the time was the world's tallest freestanding structure, because it doesn't have rooms all the way up. Oh, okay. It's just got like a big amount of space and then some floors at the top and then a needle, whereas the Cedar's Tower is, is rooms and, and and like stuff yeah, yeah. all the way up. Okay. So um, the shot of the street looking down from the Cedar's Tower was done by the second unit crew because the cameraman got sick because he'd be <laughs> held over to the side to get the shot. That'd be cool. And in this part, Cameron says, I think I see my dad. And the original plan was that there'd be a character playing his dad who you would see. In other places throughout the city. I guess the same gag they oh, do with okay. Ferris's dad yeah, but with yeah. a second character. no one worked Because I think this would have to be funny, but we're supposed to think of Cameron's dad as like this menace who yeah. we've never seen. Yeah. So I think you're right. Um, they go to the Chicago Stock Exchange, and uh, Alan Ark does a little Three Stooges yeah. sort of stuff. Ferris proposes, because of course he does. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Cause he's so wacky. Uh, they go to the restaurant and snake a reservation and it's basically the same trick they played with the phones at the school already. Yeah, yeah. They get a bit snooty. Uh, sorry, the, the waiters get a bit snooty and they want him to leave. And he goes, leave. You're not, you're not Abe. Leave. You're going too far. And he goes, first off, there's no such thing as too far. And I'm like, you're just, you're, you're an ass to everybody. Yeah. Oh, he's terrible um valine ferris says in the bathroom at the french restaurant about cameron's house being very beautiful but very cold was supposed to be said by allison played by ali sheedy in the breakfast club regarding Uh, her home life oh it's very beautiful but it's very cold yeah. which would make sense for that yeah 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 uh fairy barely misses his father in the bathroom and at the taxi there's a severe issue of characters who should have gone to Specsavers in this movie yeah <laughs> they should have done because number reaction- of characters who should have seen each other or see them and don't react to them and their reaction times when they do see are them, so delayed so delayed yeah. um so yeah uh let me go to the restaurant Oh, sorry, about the restaurant. The restaurant where Ferris and the company go to eat is the same one Jake and Elwood terrorized in the Blues Brothers. That's cool. And the same restaurant used in St. Elmo's Fire, where Kirby waits for Dale. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs>
3: I haven't oh. seen St. Elmo's Fire.
1: Good so song. No, good song. Yeah, St. So Elmo's
3: was... Fire is a good fit. Well, it's like, well, it's the breakfast club, really, with um, just going to college. Is it?
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeannie meets Grace, the secretary, and she wants to know what the principal is, unless he's uh, out on personal business. So, what does that mean? It means it's personal. It's none of your business. Then she storms out and Grace goes, what a little asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Funny. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Just leaving that be. Yep. (laughs) Um, So we go to the arcade and uh, by we, I mean uh, the principal, Rooney, and he sees, I don't know how he thinks this is Ferris. Even me from my very limited. Yes. This does not look like Ferris. No i thought it was gonna be some, some other it turns out rather than be some guy it's a girl which is supposed to which is please. rough when he's just said your ass is mine <laughs> <laughs> it could be interpreted a couple of different ways and then the next scene he's getting a slice of pizza and just mrs ferris catching a foul ball yeah i mean that was and rooney goes what's the score and you zero- zero zero <laughs> Goes, who's winning and the guy rolls his eyes and says, the Bears. That's funny because the Bears are not a baseball team. The Bears are Chicago's American football team. Uh, <laughs> so it just shows on what... so It's like this weird thing where Rooney's trying to, like, appeal or, like, you know, find commonality with his, like, fellow man.
3: See, I've not got this. Yeah, it is one reference. of those things,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got a Wrigley Field, which is featured in two interwoven and consecutive scenes. We talked about the one at the pizza joint. Uh, but we also see um, that he, they're there in left field um, inside the stands in, in Wrigley Field. Ferris flexes his hand in pain after supposedly catching the foul ball. During the scene, the characters enjoy the game and joke about what they would be doing if they had played by the rules. All of these were filmed on September 24th, 1985 in a game between the Chicago Cubs and the Montreal Expos. Hey. They no longer exist anymore.
2: Oh. Montreal Expos. That's a shame. Montreal it's Expos. like a, a bear or a wolverine or a an expo? tiger. What's an expo? An
1: expo was named because Montreal hosted the World's Fair, also known as I was, Expo. I was going to say, Tony uh, Stark doesn't... Just, yeah, it's like no, the like no, Stark Expo. I yeah, know yeah. what an
2: expo is. No, no. But I just didn't know. It just didn't seem to...
1: It was just named... I think it was the idea that Montreal had arrived on the world stage when they were the first Canadian city ever to host the World's Fair. Yeah. In 76, they'll become the first uh, city in Canada ever to host the Olympics.
2: Uh, okay,
1: and wow. so Montreal it looked like it was going to be Canada City on the international stage now I think that's obviously they've been passed by Toronto in that yep. regard and it's not even close anymore at the time it, it was quite and I so heard. Montreal seems like it, it had won and so they sort of Embrace their place in the world stage by getting a professional baseball team and naming it after that event, right. which makes a lot more sense. In Toronto, who named their basketball team after the Raptors because Jurassic Park was popular,
3: uh, and it's got to do with the awesome. local
2: community. No, that that yeah. is brilliant. I prefer that one. That's
1: the problem when you let people like vote
2: because <laughs> yeah, well, we got Boaty McBoatface. That's we?
1: exactly it. I like Boaty McBoat. So um, we have this. Um, during the 85 season, both the Braves and Expos wore powder blue uniforms during road games. And so it's impossible to see, that the game on the TV is not the same as the game they're at. Because uh, one team's in powder blue, but they're two different teams. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That was pretty good. Um,
3: Swing bada!
1: On October 1st, 2011, Wrigley Field celebrated the 25th anniversary of the film by showing the film on three giant screens on the infield. That's cool. Fifty thousand people in Chicago to watch. I would have done that. If I was around, I'd go see that. Hell yeah! Yeah. Rooney goes to the Bueller house. I mean, this is clearly where he's overstepping his bounds. You phoned, even showing up now is harassment. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The intercom uh, trick, and he sort of has this Ferris thing signed up that when you, hey, can we just talk about how rich Ferris's family is? Yeah.
2: This is one of my biggest issues with the film: is where, where, where is he getting all this money from? Like. Obviously, his family is rich. Compared
1: to Cameron, he's the poor one. (laughs) (laughs) This movie should have been called, you know... Rich kid's issues. Yeah, rich kid problems. (laughs) Jeez. Um, And so the intercom, when you play it, goes through a a pre-recorded series of whatever. Now, how I guess the thing to rewind? I don't know. Does it automatically rewind? Or does he have it recorded the same segment several times in a row? Yeah, you don't know, do you? It seems it would be way more work to plan this than it is actually to like get out, out of school. school. Yeah. Like the six hours ago. On a, it's like half the time. I'm not feeling well in the morning. And I'm like, should I call in sick? I'm like, it's way less work to go to work than to set the, 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 the supply work cover yeah. work. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I do this instead and just show up. Um, So it's, he goes to the back to get a closer look and he like steps in dog poop or something or mud and get, mud it. it's very slapstick. And I just couldn't, this is where it starts to lose me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like this is it's kind of going to this social funny kind of manipulative kind of thing and then it just turns into how much bad stuff can we have happened to this guy? <laughs> Do you think this
3: it's a bit was Home Alone, isn't yeah, it? This yeah, this is the catalyst for I think for Home Alone because you look at the door with the big with the big bit for the dog to go through. That's in Home Alone as well. You know? Yeah. So you just think to yourself and he's invading the house. He's looking around. So I think
1: he had... He's got a real thing for the rich part of Chicago. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so meanwhile, we had a really fun cutaway to the Star Wars theme, and then we see the the Ferrari come out and jumps over the camera. Brilliant. And then land. It's fun. It is. It is. It's iconic. Then we go back to Rooney, and he's found the doggy door, and he's chased away by the family Rottweiler. In order to keep the Rottweiler to focus on Rooney... They had the uh the actor John uh, John Hughes had Jeffrey Jones, the actor, uh, carry a raw steak in his jacket pocket.
3: <laughs>
1: I did wonder. That would get stinky after that a day. Would it? Uh, and I assume
2: we- they used a different steak on different days, I doubt they kept the same steak.
1: How many days how many days did you shoot the scene for?
2: Yeah, but you just said it would get stinky after a few days.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few takes. If it was like today, today was warm. warm. Uh, The Art Institute of Chicago. Let's talk about that. The scene of the Art Institute of Chicago was a self indulgent scene of mine. It was a place of refuge for me. I went there quite a bit. I loved it. I knew all the paintings in the building. This was a chance for me to go back into this building and show the paintings that were my favorite. The museum had not been shot in until the producers of the film approached. Um, Quote I remember Hughes saying there's got to be more works of art in this movie than there have ever been. Bitten before recalled Jennifer Gray. Among noticeable works were A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of Le Grand Jeté, which is the one that we have it's the stream. The, the dot dot, dot one, on. yeah. Which uh, is by Georges Charette, during which Cameron struggles to identify his face, to try, try to find his identity in the face of one of the children in the painting. And America Windows, in front of which Ferris and Sloan have a romantic moment, and the one where the three of them are staggered in yeah. a mirror shot of what they see. I, I like the sequences.
4: What this was, was the film review we did before where we were talking about this scene.
1: I don't know. I don't either.
4: I remember I do, it, but I don't know what it, it was. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to the editor Paul Hirsch, this almost got cut. Oh. This this was people's least favorite scene. I like this really? scene. Yeah, and it's because of the way they shot the film because we're assuming the order we see the film in is the order in which it was always planned out. Oh, okay. Originally this came after the parade. Oh. And from like your day out thing, if you go from the parade to hanging out in an art museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now all of a sudden it doesn't feel, it's a dip. It's a dip. Yeah. It's a yeah. dip. Like you want to finish strong and, and then go home. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. And so they kind of messed up with that. Um, uh, Paul Hirsch also says, they changed the soundtrack. He says, the piece of music I originally chose was a classical guitar solo played on acoustic guitar. It was non-metrical with a lot of rubato. I cut the sequence to that music. It became non-metrical and irregular. I thought it was great. So did Hughes. He loved it so much, he showed them to the studio, but they just went, eh. (laughs) Then after many screenings where the audience said, the museum scene is the scene we like the least, we decided to replace the music. We'd all loved it, but the audience hated it. I said, I think I know what they hate the museum scene. It's the wrong place. Like I said, originally, it was uh, before the parade, after the parade, sorry. Um, so that was agreed upon. We were shuffled to the events of a day and moved the museum sequence before the parade. Then we screened it, and everybody loved the museum scene. My feeling was they loved it because it came at the right point of a sequence of events. John felt they loved it because of the music. Basically, the bottom line is, it worked. The good thing about doing a day out, you can shuffle them
3: wherever you want, can't you? Yep.
1: So- and the music used for this version is a, Instrumental cover of The Smiths, Please, 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 Let Me Get What I Want, oh, yeah. Perform at the Dream Academy. Uh, during filming, as a side note, John Hughes listened to the White Album every day for all 56 days of the shoot. Good album. Um, yeah. And so, the, I mean, the, the key point, I think, is that people remember the, the, the three shot of the three of them staggered, I but like it's Cameron and the ever-increasing close-ups on Le Grand Jeté, mm. which is Very uh, powerful, powerful, definitely mm. powerful. Uh, and then we go to the taxi and Cameron wants to go home. Ferris's dad's in the taxi next to them and he looks and then does the whole look back at my ca- paper, look back, and now it's Sloan. And Sloan starts flirting with like his dad. Weird. Yeah. Oh, it's wrong? And then. It's, it's, you know, Ferris is like. So what's he doing? Oh, he's making lewd comments and saying we should run away together. Really? Of course not. No. Like this is this is really weird. Yeah. But also,
4: uh, does like surely Sloane has met his dad before?
1: Well, we got a few of those coming up. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She's wearing sunglasses. You can't tell anybody's identity in sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: the Clark, it's the Clark Kent theory. It is.
1: Yes. And then she laughs, and she laughs because Mia Sarah says Matthew Broderick actually tickled her feet and knees to get her to laugh so naturally in the taxi cab scene. <laughs> oh, okay. dad's newspaper says local community b- b- comes together to help local boy which is which weird. is the paper would have been printed before yeah, before the movie right starts
2: yeah. it's, also, it's also the chicago sun times which is what I roger ebert wrote
1: for wonder what his film review was that
4: there
2: Ebes.
1: Ebes. um ferris then we get to the parade which is i think a, a clear high point of the movie i love the parade. ferris lip syncs Donkashen. shen cameron says ferris can do anything uh and then we get twist and shout and we got some close-ups on bums Yep. Which do. is better than the close ups we got of groins in Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's if not moving upward, moving 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 around. <laughs> How many extras do you think they
3: got in to do that? And also <sighs> did you see the guy who cleaned the windows, he was dancing yep. away. I reckon he was real. And I reckon he looked down and saw that and they went, That's good.
1: Prade scene took multiple days of fil- days to film. Uh, Broderick spent some time practicing the dance moves, and I was very scared. Fortunately, the sequence was carefully choreographed beforehand. We worked out all the moves by rehearsing in a little studio. The choreographer for this was a little man by the name of Kenny Ortega. Ah, day who would later go on to choreograph Dirty Dancing? Yeah. He would also then oh, go on to direct. He would go on to Newsies High School Musical. Yeah. Yep. So Kenny Ortega. Yeah um so the first day was during a real parade and john got some very long shots then radio stations carried announcements inviting people to take part in a john hughes movie there's the word got around fast and ten thousand people showed up for the final shot i turned around saw the river of people i put my hands at the end of a number and heard this huge roar i understand how rock stars feel that's the kind of reaction that feeds you that's cool during the parade several of the people uh, scene dancing including the construction worker and the window washer originally had nothing to do with the film they were simply dancing to the music being played and john hughes found it so humorous he told the camera operators to record it. i knew it Liam,
3: you're I on knew. fire i knew it that just seemed so real
1: much of the choreography had to be scrapped though because broderick injured his knee badly during the scenes of running through neighbor's backyards. obviously uh, shot out of sequence yeah yeah, yeah um i was pretty sore i got well enough to do what you see in the parade there but i couldn't do most of kenny ortega's knee spins and things like that we'd worked on when we did shoot it we had all his choreography and I remember john would yell over my megaphone okay do it again but don't do any of the choreography because he wanted it to be a total mess Donkishin Shin was somewhat choreographed, but for Twist and Shout, we were just making everything up. Hughes explains that much of the scene was spontaneously filmed. It just happened that it was an actual parade, which we put our float into unbeknownst to anybody. All the people on the reviewing stand, nobody knew what it was about, including the governor.
0: <laughs>
1: While Sir Paul McCartney admitted he liked the movie, he personally disliked the Twist and Shout sequence for its inclusion of brass instruments. Upon hearing McCartney's reaction, John Hughes felt bad for, quote, offending a Beatle, but it wasn't really part of the song. We saw a band, and we needed to hear the instruments. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, Paul, give me a break. Yeah, come give him on. a break, come on, Macca. Back at the Bueller House is a flower delivery from the English department to make sure everybody gets well soon. <laughs> we're, weird. We're not sending flowers to anybody. Um, no. He goes. Uh, Jones goes. Not Jones. Um, Rooney goes. I knew it. And like. Or is this the sister? It might be the sister who said I knew it. Because I've got my notes here. Is Jeannie's obsession with busting Finney, oh, busting, Phineas, with busting Ferris Bueller the inspiration for Phineas and Ferb? Might be. If you haven't seen Phineas and Ferb, it's about two little boys who get, do all these crazy adventures the parents are completely oblivious to. But the sister knows. And the sister knows and spends <laughs> every episode trying to make sure they're caught. And oh, she never okay. can catch them. I think it is.
2: Could be. Maybe, Could be. Maybe. It came to
1: me. I was like, I bet you I'm right on this. Uh, Rooney then like does some breaking and entering. Yes. I, at what point am I supposed to go, like, why are you being pushed to this point? Yeah,
2: what is wrong with your man?
1: Several key moments in the movie were created in the editing room. For instance, Jeannie kicking Rooney three times in the face. There was only one kick filmed according to this. Well, so they just went back and forth. You could see that, I think. Why doesn't Jeannie recognize Rooney? Yeah. That's my big question. Yeah. She should recognize who Rooney is. She went to his office to speak to him. Yeah.
2: Also... You know how they fix this by having her be actively older than Ferris and at a different school.
1: She can't be at a different school because the next step's university, so she wouldn't be home.
2: Oh, she could have gone to. uh, This is the problem.
1: I guess there must be twins. They must be. There must be twins. We never get told it, but they they must both be seniors.
3: Yeah, they must be.
1: Because they're both graduating. Yeah. She's driving. There's no way you're giving the younger sister a car. No, you're not. Because she got the car and Ferris got a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Ferris learned how to use the computer pretty well. It seems. Why couldn't he just, you know, I guess he could have doctored himself a driver's license. but Yeah, then, he could have done that. You can't really 3D print yourself a car yet. No. Not <laughs> no. back then.
2: He could have sold his computer, though.
1: But he nicked a car earlier. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> um, and then um, Rooney goes and gets scared away. Uh, well, kind of, sort of. We'll talk in a second. Um Let's talk now. Uh, Rooney is getting... Because he parks in front of a fire hydrant. And I went, oh, he's going to get a ticket. getting the mm-hmm. movie. Because like, the whole road's available and he parks in front of a hydrant. I don't understand this at
2: all. Absolute fool.
1: You absolutely... Maybe, maybe you... Can you maybe, explain this to you, me? You can't park in front of a fire hydrant because that then blocks... If there's a fire, the fire That's trucks can't get the water, get the water right, from. Okay. So it's a ticketable offence. Now, it goes from sitting there for like an hour to like in 15 minutes, it gets like four tickets and towed. Because hmm. I think what it is, most... Americans would look at that and go, he's
3: going to get a ticket. Yep. And, and that's just him being a bit, bit of a douche, really, isn't it? Yep.
1: You, you don't want to be on his side. Um, Jeannie gets on the intercom and says, uh, just I hope you, I'm calling the police. You should you should probably go. By the way, I've also got my father's gun and I've got an inflamed case of herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really, weird. it's a really dark rape kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's meant to be a punchline. Yeah.
4: it's I found it funny
1: oh um, it's like every is, it is it is every dissident you can imagine don't yeah. come up here for these three reasons yeah
4: <laughs> is it normal to have an intercom system in no the they're United? rich
1: they're rich yeah super rich
4: oh yes so in, why would you install an intercom
1: an intercom well so you could talk between for
4: reasons like this i, I suppose nowadays just the, 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 like the
1: size of the house if in someone rooms. knocks on the yeah. door hello who's there yeah absolutely
2: Okay. it's a long walk i think it's more that the intercom was also down upstairs and downstairs yeah, so can, he was hearing it come on down get your breakfast yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah but who all has access to it and what rooms are they in i, don't, I guess they almost have one yeah <laughs> um
4: it's like a little bell system isn't it but yeah yeah modern bell system
1: um the car is towed this would be um rooney's car and he goes chasing after that and that we, we think he leaves i believe and he leaves his keys in the car leaves his keys in the car and drops his wallet in the kitchen Yep. yep. um stupid cameron <laughs> they go back at the car they found it was in 180 he said this is the greatest day of my life and they find out you got an 100 extra 180 extra miles
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the car that's not good how, was, was...
2: how have those people driven 180 miles in it because i mean ferris and that have driven not that far three hours you could do that in yeah okay. that's,
1: that's speed because <laughs> actually they're driving really quite quickly when they go over the hill they're going like like 90 miles an hour so two hours you get you need to there
2: i just i i just doubt that you'd be able to drive that fast all of the time would i
1: you? would be pan oh no if you get on the interstate you'd be
2: fine oh i don't I the, know because the interstate's not, not, no, it's, it's it's not, like not, not it's not
1: like it's not like yeah it's not like you've got like roundabouts you're just on and you just go that ah, speed okay. until you get off that road
2: ah, okay yeah
1: so um and then there's a ring at the bell and uh, Jeannie's convinced that it's the police or or someone's come home. And no, it's a st- it's a strippergram or a prostitute gram or something.
2: A nurse <laughs>
1: The direct line was, I Very heard strange. you were feeling ill, headache, fever, and a chill. <clears throat> I came to help restore your pluck because I'm the nurse who likes to door slam. <laughs> <laughs> and did anybody think that the guy on the left looked like Mike Love from Beach Boys?
2: I have no idea who no.
1: that is. <laughs> Maybe that's just I do know me. who he is, but no. Maybe it's just me. He had a loud shirt. That's all, that's all that was. <laughs> I'd like to think that was him. Uh, Cameron stays catatonic while Ferris tries to think that uh, he's... And they start talking about him. And judging him, poor poor Cameron's got to get some sex sooner or else he'll marry the first girl who he manages who he to sleep with. Yeah. And he'll be unhappy like his parents. I'm like, Sh- you are not the he's, world's great philosopher, no, Ferris Bueller. and he's so down on him. I don't, and, and poor poor sloan who's just hoping that ferris like pays attention to her long enough yeah that he doesn't leave her (sighs) various attempts to bring him back but then uh cameron tries to kill himself in the pool um he eventually ferris dives in rescues cameron yeah ellie
4: i thought that there was going to be like some kind of weird thing where cameron went off with sloan for a little while well because while ferris was talking to the camera cameron and sloan were like well i suppose cameron was just kind of you know
1: that would have been great Mate, yeah. he's doing but... he's, he's one of his talking to the camera and you see they're like I'll mm-hmm. oh, make it out they're like, <gasps> they're like hiding it no, from not Ferris that, not to
4: no, that, that level so but like, I thought this so is how was how the storyline was going to develop because she still had her, her hands around his head and she looked really concerned about him I'm pretty and sure they were holding hands at the really as well whilst he was yeah. on the
1: i don't
4: know there's just lots of little kind of you know eye contact and things that made me go oh he's, this isn't gonna end well for ferris but no it everything
1: doesn't. ends well for ferris yeah. um then what happens um ferris dives in he does i mean i don't know does this make him a good guy just makes him someone doesn't want to see someone die um this is the first time you see him genuinely concerned I think it's conservative. He's caused something that's going to cause problems. Yeah. yeah. He dives in. Sloane's very aware of it. She's not wearing much and she's got a camera on her. So she just sort of stays about. and sort of <laughs> half elevates her, her arm a couple of times because yeah. they're, they're just wearing what they have on. So yeah. she happened to be wearing some sort of a slip. Yeah. yeah. And some underwear. They're in their underwear. Um, and they pull out, um, Cameron. Cameron. And after a couple of seconds, he starts to laugh. And then uh, Ferris gets so upset, he throws Sloane in the pool. Uh, that was unscripted. Her screams uh, of surprise were genuine. And the playful nature of the moment convinced John Hughes to include the shot in the final cut of the film. Um, and then we have a section I had to call, oh, my God, it's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. She's, Great cameo. They've brought in Jennifer Grey, Jeannie, to talk about the invasion and then they've sat her down beside Charlie Sheen, who's clearly there on, on some sort of drug charge. Yeah, yeah. Looking terrible. You know. Uh, that imitating real life later. Maybe, yeah. yeah. He tells her, you wear too much eye makeup. My sister wears too much eye makeup. People think she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie says she should spend a little less time on herself, and a little, a little more time on herself, a little less time worrying about her brother. Uh, and he says, hey, I know someone you should talk to. She goes, if you say Ferris Bueller, you lose a testicle. <laughs> How do you know him quite cute uh charlie sheen was recommended for the role by jennifer gray after they did a movie called red dawn together red Dawn, yeah. have you seen this yes whatever's like some obscure 80s movie i've got like in my notes Patrick's like look look to liam well. and you always go yeah i like this movie <laughs> yeah nice dude uh to produce the desired drugged out effect for the role as the drug addict in the police station charlie sheen stayed awake for more than 48 hours before the scene was shot well you can see that <laughs> according to the inside story documentary his character's name is garth volbeck really there's gonna be a whole backstory to his character and family it was gonna be revealed the volbecks of the families to whom ferris's mom was showing the house and her job as a realtor if you look closely the tow truck that tows rooney's cars from volbeck's wrecking service also deleted backstory shows that ferris and garth were friends in the eighth grade garth's family's pretty messed up and ferris tried to help him and be his friend but garth eventually dropped out of high school and wound up at the police station next to genie this is why ferris is so intent on giving Cameron a good time, he blames himself for not helping Garth enough when he could. Bullcrap. Yeah. Ferris Bueller only cares about the guy who <laughs> he, lives in the mirror. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, Charlie Sheen said a few years later that watching his one scene in the movie made him want to punch himself in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. He's so laid back at it, isn't he? Yeah, he, he don't really move.
2: <laughs> Not got the energy for it. No. He's, he's
1: probably, yeah. He's just trying to get through the scene. Yeah, he's so tired, isn't he? Um, let's talk about Cameron's house for a minute. Uh, the house of Cameron Fry is located in Highland Park, Illinois, is known as the Ben Rose House, designed by architects A. James Spencer and David Hayde, who built the pavilion in 1974. The main building was built in 1954. It was once owned by the photographer Ben Rose, probably how it was known as the Ben Rose House, who <laughs> had a car collection in the pavilion. And Cameron's can says, "I was over." Thinking everything, this is the best day of my life, Ferris. And I'm going no movie. I am not going to have you tell me that what Ferris did was okay just because Cameron says so. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, not having it. Not having this. This is the, this is just like this is Stockholm syndrome. He's only out yeah. for himself. Yeah. yeah, Ferris. Yeah, yeah. Only out for himself. Um, he says, "I'll miss you both next year." Uh, turns out, catatonic Cameron was a peeping tom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sloan's like, were well, you looking yeah. at me when I was changing?
2: Also, he's and he just a, kind of
1: smiles.
3: I'll
2: miss you both next year. Yeah, but
1: nobody responds.
2: He's, but Sloan is he's going, below. He's going to university somewhere else. Oh, he's going somewhere else. He's the same oh. age as yeah, yeah. We'll yeah
3: to but no one else responds back
1: and goes, "No, yeah, I will miss you too." too. <laughs> it's like this awkward. Yeah, we're not really. <laughs> yeah, 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 us too. Um. So the miles aren't coming off the car. I mean, this was Ferris's big thing. We'll just hit the miles off later. You can't. You can't do that. He's supposed Not to be so works. bright. Yeah. Um. He was probably that guy who was like everyone thought was a genius in the world before, like Google. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'd have an answer, and you go, "Oh, well, I don't know. It sounds logical."
4: Yeah, just <laughs> the confidence yeah. to deliver it. It's just, right it's just yeah. The confidence. Yeah,
1: yeah um and so ferris wants to crack open the abdominal and roll the miles back by hand and cameron's and take a stand he says my old man pushes me around i never say anything he's not the problem i'm the problem alan ruck is killing the scene oh so good he's killing the scene mm-hmm.
2: he was but i think it was a little bit too long it went on for a, like a minute too long that scene
1: oh that's in the writing then oh, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um he says he's not the problem i'm the problem he kicks the car and starts to damage it a great fake out with because we see the, the, the stand is getting weakened and he goes for one last kick and he's like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> we're like, oh, and then he all puts like a small bit of weight on it and it just speeds off and rather than scream, we go, no, it's just silence as we hear the car and it's just silence afterwards. It's a great scene. It's a nice moment. Yeah. Can, and can so- I just
2: point out though, as soon as you realized that the, backwards running of the car wasn't changing this the mileage you'd have turned the car off
1: yeah, agreed agreed yeah,
3: just-
2: <laughs> like, it's stupid
3: but movie's got a movie
1: right uh before it falls off though he goes i'm okay with the dented car i'm just tired of being afraid i can't wait to see the look on the old on the bastard's face and then he goes after the one goes what did i do and ferris just goes you killed the car ferris offers to take the heat that's an idiot's move that'll put you in jail son yeah. He's but, not gonna put his son in jail.
3: Again, the the, the movie or the uh, director is. This wanting is us this to is not Oh, he's okay.
1: He's yeah, okay. No, he's no, because right. it never would have been no, forget this. No, exactly. No. Yeah. Uh cameras to take the heat and the eighty synth in the background tells me this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like super like doo 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 It's like, like, like happy doogie houser sort of music <laughs> in the background, like, No, I'm not buying it. Uh, as does he smiling. Bring it on, dad. Yeah. And like there's a slow zoom on his face. I'm like, no, not no, I, oppositional reading time i refuse to do what you tell me movie <laughs> absolutely um the car crashes like we said uh when this happened they had to take all the glass out of the windows to begin with because the glass was a different tint uh okay. and so it was like looking kind of eh so um Lake Forest College art professor Franz Schultz. During the film of a scene with the fire crash at the window, um, a gentleman called Hade explained to Hughes he could prevent the car from damaging the rest of the pavilion. He had fixed connections in the wall, and the building remained intact because the fear was it could have all fallen down. Yeah. Hade said to Hughes afterwards, "You owe me twenty five thousand dollars," which Hughes paid. No, oh. so that was good. Yeah. In the DV commentary, Hughes mentioned they had to remove every pane of glass from the house because it had been weakened by age and had a similar tint. But replacement panels would be obvious. So they were able to use the house because uh, producer Ned Tannen knew the owner because they were both Ferrari collectors. Oh, yeah. And at the police station, Jeannie gives her name to Charlie Sheen and seems to be happy. I don't know what the whole, I'm Jeannie, but my friends call me whatever, Twyla or whatever. Yeah, weird. Like
2: Shauna. Shauna. And they're like,
1: and he's like, all right, Jeannie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's not short for anything, is it? Uh, Ferris and Sloan split for the day, also known as this is your last scene. Uh, and he goes, What do you think? And he goes, I think for the first time in his life, Cameron's going to be okay. No, you jerk. No. 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 Not, no. no. His dad's not going to forgive him. No. <laughs> Look at all the good I've done in his <laughs> life today. Ruined everything. And she goes, You knew what you were doing when you woke up today
2: like, no, no, no movie, I
1: refuse this.
2: Also, no, he did not. Uh,
1: there's only moments left to get home. Jeannie almost hits Ferris. How the mom doesn't see this. I again. Hate it. And he hangs around. And the mom is lecturing the daughter because she dared to phone the police or someone broke into the house. Yeah.
4: Yep. Mom like, is a cow. Yep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mom definitely does treat them differently. She does. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's kind of this thing you see on, um, on like, um, Fabulous Mrs. Maisel and things like this, where, you know, um, Jewish moms are supposed to be really, really difficult on their daughters, but like overly spoil their sons. And it made me go, we never really did find out the religious background of this family, but they treat Ferris so good yeah. and they treat Jeannie so terribly. Yep. Um, Ferris then, I mean, <sighs> She's going to get a ticket because Jeannie's racing home. Ferris runs through a back garden and steals some old guy's pop.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ferris is a jerk. I and mean, has the is. time to stop and hit on a girl. Yeah, two, has time to stop and girls. hit on two
1: girls. Uh, it's a great return shot, but you're going, much like when, when all the way back in episode one, when uh, Marty McFly kind of stops and talks to those two extra girls and his yeah. girlfriend's like, Marty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are we okay with this? Yeah. Um, I'm not. Okay, there we go. Uh, uh Genie saves here. Oh, he's about to, he gets Oh, he also runs through someone's house. So yes. he does some breaking and entering, that's yes. okay. that's not okay. Right, but
3: hey, no. it's all
4: right cuz he tells him that dude dude ready. Ready. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> um
3: and then oh, Ferris I like is, the fact they do chase chase him a bit, don't they? They, they question it, yeah.
1: Ferris is about to arrive and the principal reveals he has the spare key cuz he's still there, Rooney. Of course he is. And then Genie saves Ferris and reveals that he left his wallet on the kitchen floor uh where i get and she throws it where we hear plop in the background so it lands in some sort of water um and then also um she says she says oh first you wouldn't she says principal you wouldn't have thought people would have walked home from the uh from the hospital in the hospital at which point now she clearly knows who the guy is yeah yeah yeah. yep (sighs) the way for this wouldn't she have found the wallet before the way the way for this to work Would you would have to have given me a scene where she sees someone just like run out away, but she doesn't quite catch his face. But when he jumps, he goes Ha and he's like hands open full. She kicks him in the face. She kicks him in the face. Like there's no way you don't know who this guy is. Yeah. So yeah. And again, you know when she ran up the stairs? Yep. It's very comic,
3: wasn't it? A bit like when Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone.
1: You thought, I didn't, I didn't think this. Does the, I, I ah, noticed it. I didn't notice it. No? If someone's in the house and they're going to get me, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be like thinking of a realistic run. I think I'll just be oh, like.
3: I reckon he, he, he definitely, definitely took the inspiration for
1: Home Alone from this. All right. Uh, <laughs> who directed Home Alone? Was it John Hughes as well? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, the parents find Ferris okay and in bed. And they go, oh, it's okay, slugger. Didn't they go up the stairs when they came in?
3: No, they stay. No, they stop at the front door. But he had to go by the front door up the stairs. They're not inside yet. Yeah, they they were.
2: They were definitely inside. They came
3: in, and I swear they went no. upstairs. No, yeah, I swear oh,
2: really? they went upstairs.
1: Okay, if this
3: is your
2: one plot issue had in the, the movie,
4: yeah. About yeah. A day on the
1: as we've learned, he could have walked right by them, gone, and "Hey, mum and dad,", dad. <laughs> they wouldn't have clocked it at all because <laughs> they would have looked back, and he would have run away, and they would have gone, "Who said that?" They would have opened the front door and had a look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And they go, how'd you get to be so sweet? And he goes, years of practice. Oh, and then they sick. leave, and he gives the, the last line, which is a classic. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I do like that. Originally, line. not the last line of the film. It was going to be, yeah, life is a carousel. A great big ball of pure living, breathing joy and delight. You got to get one. John Hughes decided this was the wrong line on it the day the of filming. Line. Yeah, he yeah. should have had a much better one, a much more succinct one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
4: really like
1: the last line. Re- what? You, wait, the one that I just read or the one that actually the, exists? The
4: what? The actual one. Yeah. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get the credit scene, which is just Mr. Rooney on the bus. To, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nothing scene. It is, isn't it? And this is it, weird is it, girl who's like, do you want a gummy bear? Is it to show the disgrace of him?
0: Like nice nice I
3: guess. Doing the walk of shame like a kid
1: would. Yeah, I guess so. But it, And then he has to sit beside the dorkiest kid. Yeah, but the movie's over. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, silly. And in case I need to know that, we get told, hey, the movie's over. Ferris in Thanks, the first Ferris. the first post credit scene I ever remember seeing. Yeah, same. Comes on out, tells us the movie's over, go home. I'd love to have seen that in the cinema when he goes, Come on, go home. What are you doing? I wonder like because in a world before the internet, like you yeah. just be this urban legend. At the end of the movie he tells you to go home. Yeah. yeah. And you go buy a ticket, maybe go back and see it. Yeah, just to yeah. see that bit. <laughs> Uh, a strange tidbit, even though they played siblings, Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey would later become engaged after this movie. Tragically, approximately years later, while filming Biloxi Blues, uh, and before Grey's premiere for Dirty Dancing, the couple was involved in a fatal crash in Ireland where the passengers of the other vehicle died in the accident. They did, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was all glossed over. I heard that, uh, yeah, that people were, yeah. it, there is a great deal of controversy about yeah, that. A yeah, a lot of controversy. Um, there was rumors of a sequel? uh broderick and hughes didn't touch for a while after production um we thought about a sequel to ferris bueller where he'd be at college or his first job and the same kind of things would happen but neither of us found that a very exciting hook in that the movie's about a singular time in your life it's about a week before you leave school it's about the end of school in some way you have to have a sequel it's a little moment and a lightning flash in your life i mean you could try to repeat it in college or something but it's that time you don't keep so partly for fun i think we couldn't think of another broderick added but just for fun Oh, sorry. Uh, but just for fun, said Ruck. I used to think, why don't they wait until Matthew and I are in our seventies and do Ferris Bueller returns? And have Cameron in a nursing home and he doesn't need to be there, because <laughs> his life is over, so he committed himself to a nursing home. And Ferris comes out and breaks him out, <laughs> and then they go to like a nudie bar, and all this ridiculous stuff happens. <laughs> do you know what? I'd watch that one. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, so
4: much better an idea. Than and then at the end of the movie, work.
1: Cameron dies. Oh, and I don't know if you knew this. There's a TV series. Is called it? Ferris Bueller. It came out in 1990 for NBC. That kind starring, of that kind of done well. Starring charl Charlie Slatter as Ferris Bueller, and playing the part of Jeannie Bueller jennifer aniston really yeah it is on youtube oh my god i think there's got to be a for takeoff on that because i've i've watched the first 10 minutes of episode one
0: Have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah there's a reason why it doesn't last oh my
0: god
1: <laughs> so it does some stuff but it's just like it, it, you, you can't make a series out of this it's no gotta way. it's gotta be a one day thing
3: if
4: you can't make a yeah.
3: bloody sequel to it how is a tv series gonna work
1: i don't know
4: and without matthew broderick as well
1: yeah, um, oh, about Matthew Broderick. So such is. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. So, Liam, we need your random word this week, buddy. Oh, random word. Tell you what, we'll come back to you. Think about it for a second, okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. Because last time you just said steak, and I don't know what it had to do with anything in the movie. <laughs> it was the most random of random words. It
0: was just standing oh, on next the to steak. A
1: steak. Yeah. I always think of steak like food. My oh. apologies. My apologies. <laughs> do you have a random word? Uh, I'm going to say. Museum, museum. Okay, yeah. very good. Museum. People do tweet me with like a GIF of what yeah. your random word is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why you should be on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. See every, see guys. Every time I do something like this, goes, yeah, I should do it, and then I'll see them like two days later. I'll go, Nah I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about the money, money, money. It's all about the money, money, money. So
4: ching, uh, ching.
1: Five million dollar budget. What does the film
3: make? Liam, oh, you said that did really well. So cool. Two hundred
1: sixty million. Georgia, three
4: hundred sixty.
1: Okay, Ellie, one hundred ninety. You guys are all silly high.
4: Oh. <sighs> it was the eighties. It was a
1: different. It was a different. Yeah. I was gonna I'm go really lower, but everybody you else g- went higher. You've got to th- think of it relative to the budget. The budget was five mil, right? Okay, so 70, seven mil, seventy. Oh, 70. I win. So I made fourteen times the budget. Oh. Ellie wins by default, <laughs> but it's not much dang. of a win. God dang it's not much of a win, but it's there. <laughs> All right, um, whose story is it? It's. Ferris's story. Disagree. It's Cameron's yeah. story. Cameron's this is story. so Cameron's story. The boy, Cameron a- to, the boy who's too afraid to the boy too afraid to get out of, out of bed and live, and then decides at the end of a day that he has lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he, I was say, he, has he changes. Arc. Yeah,
3: he, he
4: changes. He's only he one with an arc, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. Or maybe Genie. Maybe Genie.
1: Yeah, maybe Genie. But no. But his name's in the title. Yeah, it didn't didn't work so much as as Cameron, whatever his name is, gets manipulated by Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's boring day off. <laughs> um, is Ferris a good person? No, no, no. 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 Does anybody like Ferris? No, no. I don't. Yes. No. Oh, do you? Okay, explain this then, because I'm I'll represent the prosecution. You represent <laughs> the defense.
4: I I don't know if like is the right word, but he is my, I'm going to skip ahead. He is my favourite character in the film that I've written down. Um, I like the character of Ferris rather than, you know, obviously if I knew him in real life, like he'd be an absolute dick. But um, I just, I think going back to what we were saying about the sequels, it wouldn't work in any of those situations because there's kind of an endearing nature to it when he's at school and it's like that kind of juvenile naivety um, and it wouldn't work if he was older. But I think because of the setting of it, it just kind of works. And I think I like him because he talks to me at the start.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'd work if he was a con artist
1: in older life? <laughs> Do
3: you know what I mean? Ferris Bueller, no. the con artist. She's no. Because he is a con artist, no. is You he have to be- like
1: the guy. Yeah, I don't like Right him. now he's doing what feels like, well, we're told they're victimless crimes. Yeah. Well, okay. When I was a child and I watched it, I thought, the yeah, I
3: how disagrees. cool would that be to be like Ferris Bueller? Doing all those stuff, having fun, throwing caution to the wind. I hate the vest. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and
1: yeah. <laughs> and as an
3: adult, I just think he's a douche. Yep. I don't love the way he treats Cameron. Nope.
1: All right. Um, yeah. let's go ahead and go there then. A favorite character. Just because we're we're there anyway. Uh, Jennifer Grey. That's an actress. Genie, um, mm, genie, <laughs> Jeannie? okay. Jeannie.
3: Yeah, I like her only because, um. She comes across as being like, she don't like how he gets all the attention. So she comes across a bit of a spoiled brat to start with. And then you see her change. And I quite like that. And I like her as an actress.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. You do have a bit of a affinity for dirty dancing. I do.
2: Yeah. Uh, Georgia. Georgia. I was going to say Genie as well, but I'm going to go throw it to Grace cause, just because she's funny.
1: Grace is, is great. She disappears yeah. halfway through the film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much once the principal leaves, that's it. Yeah, can yeah do, it's a can shame. do honorary mentions after? No, because we need to get through this <laughs> so we can do a second recording. Ellie.
4: Ferris, I already said. Oh, you said Ferris. Ferris.
1: Uh, I'm going to go I'll go Cameron. I do, I do. Um, I think I feel I, I was more Cameron than I was Ferris. Uh, I was always afraid of repercussions. I was a pretty good kid. Yeah. Growing up. Uh, I think I was afraid of, of, of repercussions and whatnot. And so I think I see myself. We've talked about this before, but I see myself in that character. And as such,
4: I would just like to clarify, I do not um, find myself in, in Ferris. <laughs> I
1: don't see myself. Ellie just changes. interrupted me halfway through. That's something, Ferris, that's something Ferris would do. I, I would, think he would. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just, it's also just a bit more like Ferris is, I'm, Ferris is a sociopath. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he absolutely is. There's no remorse for anything he does. No. Like in Train Spotting, I gave Renton a pretty a pretty raw deal because I felt like he's responsible for a lot of bad stuff and doesn't feel responsible for any of it. Ferris isn't that far removed from this. <laughs> like no one's dying. True. But like the amount of stuff he does, I'm like, you are a terrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only getting worse as he get older. Is this better than the Breakfast Club? No. 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 Yes. Wow. Ooh. Is this better than Back to the Future?
2: No,
1: no, no.
4: Mm, might, might have given it a higher rating.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, let's talk about. I mean, I think we've got the the story here is kind of what is. it? I mean, it's it's Cameron sort of growing up, coming of age, growing up and being not being ruled by fear anymore. And when yeah. bad things will happen, I can't stay in bed. So they're, they're, actually, it's really they're in bed for different reasons. Ferris is in bed so he can go live. Cameron's in bed so he can avoid life yeah and so they both get out of bed and we sort of see what 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 happens and where
3: they
1: go yeah i mean that way more poetic than the film actually is <laughs> yeah you did yeah. <laughs> but 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 such is um i don't know there's about that and then i'd go roll a
2: woman in the film um that's the girl's answer first. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah, <laughs>
4: not, Georgia. not great not great ellie
2: no. um no i mean it's, there's not very many female characters mom in it's is a bit shit. Mom's terrible. Mom's a bad mom. She's a bad person. Yep. She cares more about yep. some, like a, a sale than she does about her daughter. Oh,
1: interesting thing is that when she's lecturing her daughter about how the sale didn't go through, if a sale had gone through, she could have bought Ferris a car. Yeah. So actually, Ferris does lose out something even though he doesn't know it. Oh, okay. So there are some consequences. The problem is he's not aware of them. Poor yeah. Ferris.
2: Yeah. Also, his name is Ferris. Who names a child Ferris? Say
1: Ferris, <laughs> which of course is a band. It is, Say Ferris, yeah. And so is Roon, there's a band called Rooney named after Ed Rooney. Originally, it was like the principal, Mr. Rooney, or something like that, and they shortened it to Rooney eventually. So there's a couple of bands out that's there, cool. but Say Ferris, the ones that are more famous.
3: You know, Rooney too.
2: I quite like uh, Jeannie, but she actually bends to his whim at the end and saves him. I think it's more to spite the, the professor than anything else. But No,
1: I think Charlie well, well, Sheen. Just, yeah, he changes it, Charlie he? Sheen says, worry about you. Stop worrying about him. How about you just enjoy... Because yeah. he said, what's bothering you isn't that he gets a day off. It's for some reason that you're not taking a day off. Yeah. So why don't you do more things you want to do rather than be worried about him doing but, it?
4: But then that's mm. his influence rather than Jeannie being a good, like, yeah. female well, character, no, really. And also, also, enough, also the bit where they just start making out in the middle of the conversation yeah, is a bit weird. Well, she's, um, and Sloane is a bit crap.
1: She's kind of mirroring Sloane and, and, and yeah. Ferris a little bit.
4: With also, that. what's
2: her face? Um... Grace is treated like shit by me. Yeah. So she does stand up but to she him. Stand
1: up to him, yeah. But it doesn't mean that's good. well. No, she I says know. something bad. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. For, I, the, my biggest issue is Sloane. Yeah, she doesn't have anything. Sloane's just she's she's the arm the fact dandy. That
2: I forgot about her. Yeah. Says everything. He Sloane is to yeah.
1: like not even. Hey, do you want to come and skip school? It's she's I'm going to send you a message. You're going to skip school. Yeah. And also,
4: like her last line of the film is something like. He's gonna marry me. He's gonna
1: marry me someday. Yeah. Like, no, how
4: pathetic yeah. is that?
1: Quite. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Um. My view
3: on as an adult is different to my view as a child. <laughs> yep. Best yeah. moment. Best element. Oh, my best moment was the float scene. The parade. Yeah, parade <laughs> with the um Beatles song. Michelle loved it. I uh, jo- a smile. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's the guys. The guy cleaning
1: the windows. <laughs> Just <laughs> made me laugh. treasure <laughs>
2: Um. The bits with Grace in. I like her. Oh, okay, yeah, Grace was there.
1: Um,
4: Ellie? Ferris's intro, so when he breaks the fourth wall, for the, particularly for the first time, um, I, I always like a bit of fourth wall breaking, so I'm not surprised that was my favorite bit.
1: I could have used a second sequence that felt as refreshing as the first one.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We didn't get any cool chirons or anything like that afterwards. We just um. saw it once. I was like, oh, so there's a more fourth yeah, wall breaking. Where, where's the other stuff? And it, it wasn't there. No. So I'll go with... I guess I'll go. With, it's either the parade or it's Ferris's introduction. I'll say Ferris's introduction. It, it's unlike anything that happened before. And the first image we get is of that MTV Music Generation screen. Yeah. This is something new. This is something of the '80s. This is something that is kind of stayed in the, Breakfast Club might be a bit timeless. Ferris is staying in the '80s. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah. it's a product of its time. Oh, more, most, more than anything else, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll go with the introduction of Ferris. It was something new. He's a tour. He's a force of nature. Uh, I will go with
3: that i was gonna put hands down you're gonna say something about cameron oh yeah, you know, like a touching
1: moment maybe, cameron or a, if you yeah, actually or the
3: bit in the museum where he's standing there looking at the painting maybe maybe cameron's
1: monologue in front of the car yeah before yeah. he kicks it yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough yeah that's where i thought you were going i was at one point so i don't know oh, okay maybe, maybe i sort of gave my my vote to that with the best character but yeah same yeah but yeah. he really does act his socks off oh he's oh, good yeah um i almost gave away something there so i'm gonna stop um <laughs> uh grumbles uh, ooh, grumbles.
2: The h- just general premise of the story, like he's just rich kid having a day off.
3: Yeah, I don't like him as a character, and I don't like um all the delayed reactions to stuff. Yeah. You know, that just like, come on.
1: So just, it just ripped you from your what's the suspension of disbelief.
3: Yeah, and I don't mind the bits where he talked to us. Yeah, that's because they're, that's they're, different. In, they're yeah. engaging. But that's when you're like, just look, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ellie.
4: Um, it was just little things for me, and some of them we've already mentioned, but one we haven't is that, like, some of the jokes in the office scenes I found really cringy, and there was one in particular where Grace says, with your bad knee, you shouldn't throw anyone. <laughs> and it it literally made me groan out loud. Right. It was so bad.
1: Uh, I don't like Ferris Bueller. No, I don't. And for a film called Ferris Bueller's Day Off... I probably, if he's supposed to be this, because Cameron's so busy telling me, it's kind of like The Rock all over again. Anytime he's not in the shot, Cameron's just telling me how great he is. And he's like, oh, Ferris never gets anything wrong. And he's always figures it out, doesn't he? And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this friendship. I don't understand any of it. Well, get this right. He's supposed to be
3: the popular guy in school. Yep. Could be friends with anybody. And yet he chooses to be friends with a guy who lays in bed all day being ill. Yep. I think he used him just for the car. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, is this anybody's best role ever? I'm going to be a giant hypocrite and say Matthew Broderick.
2: No, he's better in The Music Man and Producers.
1: Haven't seen the film version of The Producers. Me either. He's
4: very good in it. I haven't seen any of them in anything apart from Alan and the I've seen him in Inspector
1: Gadget. He's much better in this. He is. <laughs> I've seen him in Godzilla. He's much better in this. Yeah, yeah I hear it's not Matt LeBlanc.
4: <laughs> oh I have obviously seen Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing sorry yeah. <laughs> she's better um, than
1: that so um,
4: Rooney
3: pardon me Je- what's his name Jeffries is it
1: Jones. Jones Jeffrey Jones yeah not seen him in anything else <laughs> he shows up in a lot of films as the same kind of guy is he in Beetlejuice
4: yeah yes he is well yeah.
1: done I came out of nowhere wow <laughs> that was like, that was like um, pitching there yeah <laughs> and then you just hit it out of the court yeah out of the court? Out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the park? Park. Because we're going to Wrigley Field, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, I guess I'll go with Amadeus, but it's yeah. really hard. I mean, I'm the guy, he's like just in it. stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's probably somebody's biggest part. I don't know. It's definitely not um, Charlie Sheen's biggest. Not Charlie Sheen, <laughs> no. Um, Jennifer Grey. Yeah, all the way. Uh, hang on, I think I like her better than this.
2: Really? I think the performance is probably better in this I'm because Dirty Dancing is just I'm
1: not a huge fan of Dirty oh, Dancing so. it's quite one note character oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Dirty Dancing's carried by, by Patrick Swayze yeah it is you're right and Jerry Orbach yeah um, anything else in this one now there's that one scene
3: she has with him that really gets me
2: yeah yeah it's good
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's time for I never wanna hurt my age what's my age again what's my age again Thank you to Moonlight Social for a little age yeah. game diddy. Um, I'm going to have to sit out for most of this because I know <laughs> a bunch yeah. of them in my research. So, Ellie, why don't you go ahead and I'll let you know which ones I'm allowed to play.
4: Okay, so we're going to start with Matthew Roderick then, Ferris Bueller.
2: I cannot play in this one.
3: Twenty-five.
2: I was going to say twenty-four. So It's
4: twenty-four. Yes. Hey! Alan Rock.
3: Alan Rock.
2: Which one's that? Cameron. Cameron. Cameron.
3: 32.
1: 25. I think he's 28, 29. He's 30. Okay. Yeah. I knew he was
3: older only because of Biloxi Blues. Okay. <laughs> and he was worried about playing Ferris's friend. Yep. Because he, was, he felt he was too old. Yeah,
1: that's what I was trying to get at. Was like, the idea he felt he'd be a decade too late on all the yeah. sort of lingo and things. Uh,
4: Mia Sara, who plays Sloane I know this.
1: 17.
4: I so
2: say, she doesn't look very old at all. 18.
1: I think when she's filming, she's 19. Is she?
4: She is, but I thought she looked older.
1: Yeah, I think they wanted to cast an older actress, and that's where John Hughes almost gets, falls out of his chair when she says, I'm only 19. Because oh, okay. they wanted elegance, and yeah, so that's usually something you associate with older people, but she actually came across a lot older than she really was. I, certainly, that's what Ferris' dad thought. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jennifer Grey, Jeannie. Ooh.
1: I don't know this one. I don't either.
4: Mm.
3: Twenty-six. Twenty-three.
4: Twenty-four. Twenty-six. Well done, Georgia. Hey! hey. Um, and then finally, uh, Jeffrey Jones who plays Ed Rooney.
1: Definitely not another one.
3: Forty-five.
2: I don't think he's that old. i thirty-eight.
1: I got forty-four.
4: Forty.
2: Oh, oh really? What did you say? Thirty-eight.
1: Hey, you got this, Were yeah. We I Indiana. did this one. Are I think you win this did one. pretty well this week. Are we only in him? Jesus. Huh? That's wow. Yeah, hello. I never <laughs> think about it in comparison yeah. to myself. For me either. Uh. That's always some, some abstract idea, but it's got nothing to do with me. Jesus. Wow. Well, there we go. me, uh, Georgia. It's your turn now. Uh, we need to find us some critics, please.
2: We got some critics. we certainly have. We have got uh, Patrick Goldstein from the uh, Los Angeles Times said, what should have been a joyful romp turns into a stale, sour edge celebration of new conformist of new conformist, an affluent technology addled cherub with a rebellious whim in his brain, which I quite like. I like the wording of that one um and then we get one from uh, Richard Schickel from the Time magazine. He says, here is a dream as old as adolescence and it is as fun to be reminded of his ageless potency, especially in a movie as good-hearted as this one. I would disagree with Richard Schickel, but there we go. Then we get uh, Roger Ebert, our resident guy. Ibs. Ibs. Um, He mentions how Ferris Bueller is also directed by uh, John Hughes, who's also done 16 Candles, Breakfast Club and those sorts of things, and says, in all of his films, adults are strange distanced creatures who love their teenagers but fail to completely to understand them that's the case here all right all of the adults including a bumbling high school dean are dim-witted and one-dimensional and the movie's solutions to cameron's problems are pretty simplistic but the film's heart is in the right place and ferris bueller is slight whimsical and sweet again eves you wrong mate what does he give for a star it uh, gives it three okay
1: um friend of the
2: podcast Dwayne Smith Dwayne Smith Says
1: I cheered When you announced this one It's perfectly cast Everyone plays their parts To perfection I say if it's well cast
2: Yeah mm-hmm. I'll agree with that yep.
1: uh, So many quotable lines And great scenes I have always loved A twist and shout scene It's comedy gold Same uh, Ferris is a dick But he's a very entertaining dick <laughs> Baby not in the corner <laughs> uh, Friend of the podcast Carl Lo, 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 Low Says I enjoy the film a lot But make no mistake Ferris is an asshole <laughs> Yes Me? I'm a Cameron guy Yeah me too uh, Griff from the Paul and Griff show says, not sure if I've missed the cut or not. You have not. Very enjoyable 80s flick. We all want a friend like Ferris, even if he is a sociopath. <laughs> See? I don't want a friend like no. Ferris. No. No. I want someone who actually consider, when I say no, please don't, yes. and like... Yep. Like respect that. Yeah. Uh Ethan says, I want to punch Ferris in his teeth. Charlie Sheen wants to punch him. <laughs> that's a very strange thing to say when Charlie Sheen said he wanted to punch himself in the teeth. Watch his performance. Yeah. Yeah. I want to punch Ferris in his teeth, but I'd be damned if I didn't love that smug asshole during Twist and Shout. Such a fun movie that pulls off every trick you could wish you could do as a kid to get out of school. What is it about this film that makes everybody swear? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh lindy ann says watched it countless times great memories the girls are probably going to hate it (laughs) Uh, kids what are we watching tonight said we did an episode on this and the eldest daughter said ferris is such a dick Mm -hmm. dumbstruck i asked why he forces his friend to steal his dad's car then wrecks it what a shit friend i never (laughs) thought of it like that hashtag save ferris that's funny uh we get a follow-up that's the fun of watching films with my kids ferris was the coolest guy and got to skip school and have fun and i wanted that though i knew i could never do anything like like that, uh, Ila Saw is a completely different way to me, and those are our uh, our feedback on the film this week. So, uh, all uh, one more critic. Oh, who's this? Economics teacher Ben Stein was exceptionally moved by the film, calling it the most life-affirming movie possibly of the entire post-war period. This is to comedies what gone with the wind is to epics. Stein added it will never die because it responds to and calls forth its human emotions. It isn't dirty. There's nothing mean-spirited about it. There's nothing sneering or sniggering about it. It's just wholesome. We all want to be free. We want to have a good time. We know we're not going to be able to be all our lives. We know we're going to have to buckle down and work. We know we're going to have to eventually become family men and women and have responsibilities and pay our bills. But just give us a couple of good days that we can look back on. Mr. Stein, you should have written this film, buddy, because that's a lovely sentiment. That also, is. Mr.
2: Stein, there is a reason you teach economics and not film or English. <laughs> you did not understand this. I think
1: Ben Stein ended up being like a senator or something like that eventually. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I think he made it to elected office. Let's go ahead and talk about economics our rating so what do we have for a rating as i look around my desk for a pen and find one okay. teacher desk you're always gonna find a pen you're never more uh, really...
2: it is a red pen too do, by know, way. do you know how
1: I say like in new york city you're never more than like a meter away from a cockroach in a teacher's house you're never more than a meter away <laughs>
0: from a pen
1: <laughs> all right so um liam let's start with
3: you well i thought i was going to give this a high mark but again you know i loved this as a child. And watching it again now as an adult, I don't like Ferris. I want to be him when I was a kid. And I don't anymore. (laughs) I've grown up. Um, Good. So I'm going to give this (laughs) seven... Sins he commits.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So you could have gone with seven deadly sins. <laughs>
2: yeah, which is where I thought you seven were going.
1: sins he commits. Yeah, let's have Ferris Bueller play John Doe in seven. Yeah, that would oh, be oh, a He's are. a sociopath. Georgia it is.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm glad I've watched this so that I can say I've seen it because it's one of those films that everyone's kind of like. It's one of those films. Yeah, Everyone says, have you seen Ferris Bueller's so Day I always have to say no until today. Um, so I have seen it, um, but that's pretty much my opinion on it. I've seen it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it. I, I didn't hate the film. I hate the character, but I didn't hate the film. Um, so I'm probably just going to give it six stolen reservations out of 10. All right. And Ellie.
4: I was expecting to really not like this film. Um, and I really loved it. Wow. Um <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed this film and I it came out of nowhere. I, but like Georgia, I was I was really like looking forward to seeing it because I feel like it's kind of one of those cult classics that I haven't. Um but yeah, lots of fun. Like would quite happily watch this again tomorrow. Um really enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it eight and a half. Wow. wow. Ellie <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's no, it's good,
4: it's good. I'm just so you No, know, I'm glad.
1: I'm glad. I, I wouldn't have predicted it. No. But no. I'm glad we have someone who went, I really like this because... I like this
3: movie. I really like this movie. But there are bits about it that mm. I don't like now as an adult. Yeah. Um, I'm rating it, like you said before, Back to the Future. Yeah. Breakfast Club. Yeah. So Shrek. I'm rating it more, yeah. you know, Um. Champion of votes.
1: For some reason, this is an important film.
4: And I don't know why.
1: I don't know why. But it is. I can't get away from that. This is an important film.
4: You've talked about first Chiron's first fourth wall breaking first, yeah, first even, credit scene. Even
1: more than that, even more than just some firsts, like it seems to be a thing. First. It's the first we know of. First we know of in well, our personal yeah, histories. Yeah, 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 But it's an important film. It is a film of the eighties. It's the it, people say quintessential films of the eighties. This will show up more of an even Breakfast Club because it's like I said. This is of its. This is of the eighties and sort of stays there. It's a fun little movie. It, 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 yeah, I understand what they're going for. Uh, if you said this or Bill and Ted to me, I'll watch Bill and Ted over this every day.
4: Every day of the week. <laughs> I the will week. not. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine.
1: Um... I don't know what I I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. I still don't like Ferris. Never did. Cameron's the character I care about, but you took Cameron, who's a character in a much different movie, and you put him in this movie, which is weird. Cameron should have been in the Breakfast Club with the rest of them talking about their lives. Ferris is just kind of like. And now, next on your tour of Chicago, we'll be going here, where I'll be doing this, that, and the other. Yet there are moments. It's a film of moments. It is. There's the parade with him in his vest. That is two and a half minutes of movie magic. I will 100% give you that. The opening sequence where he's talking about his plan, I will give you that. I the car jumping? Oh, that's, that's, that's no, iconic. No. I've seen that in a bunch of films. That's, that's, that's nothing special there. Everything involved with the principle makes no sense to me and isn't necessary. Normally, and, and it turn, and turns into a different movie. It turns into a slapsticky revenge yeah, yeah. plot thing that I can't get on board with. Um, Broderick is, I think Broderick's charming, but he can't rescue what in essence is a flawed story. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with six. Holy crap. Look how much money we have. We have an intercom (laughs) system (laughs) out of 10 is where I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd still watch this movie again. I still enjoy the movie. It's just hard to see it as I used to see it as a child. I really struggle with a protagonist I don't like and not on the way not in the way that some protagonist you don't like because this movie tells me I'm supposed, supposed to, like to like Ferris like him, yeah. and I don't and I can't bring myself to do it yeah, yeah, same yeah. that's my issue uh, whereas the character I really like is Cameron and I feel he gets abused for two hours Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's my issue uh, so that's it so if you have some thoughts on it as we know you will out there
0: uh, we're, we're taking on people's childhoods <laughs> God knows yeah. what I'm going to hear this week
1: <laughs> get a hold of us let us know feel free to be this week's Dan Mackeltz and give us your opinion on the uh, look at Dan you just become a verb in the podcast buddy. <laughs> (laughs) So get a hold of us. Let us know what you thought of it. Uh, We'll read the best and brightest in the Reflections and Corrections round next week. Speaking of next week, um, we've got this. It's it's what are we doing next week? It's not an anniversary. Good. It's not. I'm making good on a bet. (laughs)
0: You do Greece!
1: It's not the one that I I want, but but Greece is the word next week. Oh yeah. And so did you realize this is a double-edged sword? Because it means we're doing Greece, but it means I'm it means I'm analyzing Greece. I know, I
0: know.
1: Don't get me wrong. We 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 will enjoy the last week of the podcast before Liam and I fall out next week. (laughs) Hey,
3: hey. I'm not stupid to the floors, okay? But I will be sticking up for it and I will be giving it a high mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Um, no, no it's
1: not it's not a film. It's not a film without... It's, it's not going to, like, fall off the... It's not going to... not gonna, a train spot. I'm not going to Howl's Moving Castle this. You know no, what no, I mean? No, no. Good, like, good. there are lots of moments in here, but I actually... It, it, I don't know right now, sitting here going, I think I have a, po- a more positive viewpoint of it going in than I do with Ferris Bueller. Okay, cool. So, it kind of gives you... Like, I'm not coming here to, like, guns blazing purpose trying to, like, no, destroy no, no, this good. thing. I know you don't like Greece, but... <sighs> I don't like it. I don't dislike it. It's sort of in that realm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I said. go. I'm, eh. So, we will be doing Greece next week though, and that'll be that'll be good. That'll be good. We haven't I can't it's, wait. but have awesome. done a musical. Yes. So that'll be fun to sort of dust off those shoes again. Love, love, love this movie. Yeah. So, so excited. <laughs> yes, that will be that. Please. Can, we do, can we do a double run? Can we do Grease 2 as well? No. Oh. Uh, oh. Please. That's just the. Of course, we made, a triple. I should explain. <laughs> we made 10,000 downloads long before our one year anniversary, which was the bet I put out there. So as a result, I'm using my first pick of the year. In June, <laughs> 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 to, uh, to pick Greece. We do have more picks coming up. I think we ended up with four each this year, yeah, is what yeah, I yeah, figured yeah. out. So uh, please catch us on all of our other stuff. Catch the Sean Prasad interview oh, 100, yes, 100 so times good. over. That was really enjoyable to do. Catch our review of Mank. Catch our review of The Rock. Catch Keeping It Low Key this Sunday, next Sunday, all of the Sundays for Superhero six Superhero Sunday. Superhero Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then while we're at it, uh, catch us next week on the Tom Cruise Real A Roundtable. Yeah. Get your stuff in. And one final announcement. We enjoy the stuff with Sean Prasad so much, and we enjoy talking to someone in the industry so much. So we are going to do that again. Not with Sean, but we have had a filmmaker named Jay Salahi. Uh, We are in contact, have been in contact with him. And I believe I said July 18th. Does that sound correct? It was recorded. July 18th, we're going to be recording. So July 20th, what will be dropping for everybody. Wait, no, July 18th is the release date. July 16th we're recording, I'm sure of it. Eighteenth, no. I think, is the recording. no 18th is the recording. Okay, July Tonight the
4: eighteenth. We're recording, okay. and we're releasing on the Friday afterwards. Are
1: we? Oh, that's it. Yeah. So July twenty
4: third. So the
1: twenty third. We are
4: celebrating my birthday. birthday oh. My
1: birthday. We will release a uh, review of Northwood Pie. Northwood Pie is an independent film which is available for most people around the world on Amazon Prime free. If you are in the UK like us, there is a small rental fee. So we are the one. I went back and said, "Hey, buddy, it's actually uh, it was free, but now it's." It's not free what's up but it's like we're the only territory in which in which uh, amazon's putting it behind a paywall but i'm willing to do that that's totally fine and then jay's going to join us at the end of the episode for a little bit of an interview about how how to get a movie made in today's day and age yeah uh, on that side and he's made a feature-length film he's got it up there and it's received 90 something percent on rotten tomatoes so looking forward to having a review there yeah. and then talking to jay very much looking forward. we have spent on the pipeline for several months, so I'm looking forward to sort of dusting that one off. So, that brings us to the end of our podcast this week. Um Ferris Bueller's day off, felt like a bit of a day off, yeah. in general. <laughs> uh, the
2: best films Kind of like,
1: kinda like how, how the milk went off, as opposed to, you Ooh. know, a little bit of that, maybe, well for us, that was some of us. Ellie was the, was the lone, the yeah. uh, lone champion. She is saying, "Say Ferris. That is that is Ellie's perspective. They <laughs> yeah. are a great <laughs> band, Say Ferris. That's really wild, that Breakfast Club, that Breakfast Club, uh, uh, uh um, princess bride we were so like it's typical 80s heart and we're like yes and now was like no. <laughs> no i mean this one we're like ferris is just a jerk i was like i really like it <laughs> so the contrarian ellie strikes again so um there we go we've got there's a surely there to be a t-shirt in there somewhere or something we'll figure it out i
4: don't think i'm normally the contrarian this way around though no, uh, you usually don't like Grease. Just things.
1: the contrarian yeah. in general, maybe. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, this time you're, you're, you're finding the joy in something. So please join us next week, though, when Greece will be, be the, the word. word. Yeah. Oh. For Best of have in I've been Liam.
4: I've been Ellie. And I've been Georgia. And with
1: the amount of stuff we've got coming out, our podcast moves pretty fast. You might want to download an episode or two or you just might miss it. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The uh, flippity flip flap yeah,
3: Do you yeah. think this is the, the catalyst for Home Alone? <laughs> because... The house? <laughs> oh, Pip.
2: Pip, stop Pippin, you're <laughs> not Home Alone, bud.
3: saying. <laughs> <laughs> we just have a montage of Pippin's stuff. <laughs> Jeez, I've got a montage as I'm planning
1: every year. Pip, over here! Hey. toy. No! <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely look disappointed. He's like, now we're safe I'm bringing you a toy. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> going back. Pip, No! <laughs> Okay, Home Alone house.
3: Yeah, I, I, this was the catalyst <laughs> to me. It what it looked like for Home Alone, because he's the invading the,
1: the house.
3: The This was the
1: catalyst. Yeah. I see. <laughs> oh, jeez, Pip. Pip, there's nothing there, bird. Boy, no. <laughs> <earbuds>. Oi, no. <laughs> How could you freeze those eyes? Because he, he puts them on. He does. <laughs> he does. He does. Okay, so this was the catalyst <laughs> for best film ever. I've been in. I've been Liam.
2: I've been Ellie And I've been Georgia And
1: with the amount of stuff we've got coming out Our podcast moves pretty fast You might want to download it once in a while And take it I missed the line oh. What is it? Or you'll miss it, right? That's it, or right? Or you'll miss it, yeah Okay <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Four, best villain ever I've been Zuko
3: <laughs> Not this week Not this week,
1: you're not No <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've
0: been <can laughs> him <laughs> <A> Three seconds
2: <laughs> Next week's Chiron? <laughs> Not um, Chiron, the thing. Uh, Coda. Coda. That's the one.
0: <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.